that? I'm determined. Curious. I am picking up a multitude of narrowband EM signals. Let's hear. Maybe someone's trying to tell us something. The only unusual thing we found was a Dekion field modulation in Data's positronic subprocessors. Initiating first neural link. Cisco to ops. Cisco to security. Try yours. Brian to ops. Jake Cisco to anyone who can hear me. Something must be interfering with the signal. First neural connection is confirmed. Are you sure that's a good idea? I cannot report any significant access to the consciousness. This could be another attempt by the Zindi to infiltrate Enterprise. The opportunity for discovery is extraordinary, but I don't understand the insurgency. Second neural connection is confirmed. I guess I just don't understand. Wesley, I hope we never do. I still cannot report any significant access. If there ever was a time to get out of here, it's now. Proceeding with the final thing. All hands, into the gap. Stay at your posts. Remain calm. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I am Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight we have got an all-star panel. We've got Jason Grade. Hello, everyone. Jason Thompson. I say well a lot. And Alan. And you know I love those ghetto hoochies. <laughs> Well, uh, we've we've got a hell of a battle this week, uh, Damon. What are we fighting about? Uh, the worst episode of Star Trek. We did best of Trek way back in what was that? December? Yeah, it was December. And now we're we're, we're turning out worst of Trek. It's only one episode. Hopefully, oh, yeah, it'll, it'll just be one. This will not be a five-hour extravaganza. We're gonna have to edit a lot of Mister Grade out. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's all staying in. Okay, That's okay. fine, as long as you link them to my blog. I'll put all the rest of it in there. <laughs> uh, Mike, how do our fights work here? Well, we've got uh, 32 episodes from across all of the live-action Star Trek TV shows. We uh, put them into a bracket, pit two episodes uh, against each other, and uh, fight it out. Majority wins, and uh, you can use whatever... Criteria you want for worst, uh, it's up to you. Just use your geek logic. What is geek logic, Mike? Oh, geek logic, as always, can be explained by this message. If Webster's Dictionary were enlightened enough to have an entry on geek logic, it would define it as any argument you can use to back up your choice. You would define the terms any way you like, as long as it supports your claim and makes sense to you. And that's Geek Logic. <laughs> All right. Let's start the fights. Um, I'm going to do what I did before with uh, Best of Track and give a, a, a brief synopsis of what happens in these episodes. Um, our first fight is Divergence, which is a Season 4 episode of Enterprise, where we find out why the original series Klingons don't have ridges, versus Best of Both Worlds Part 2, Season 4 episode of The Next Generation, uh, Lacutus, The Borg, all that good stuff. 
and uh, well, I get to start the fight. So I'm going to start. Best of Both Worlds is one of the biggest letdowns in all of Star Trek history because Best of Both Worlds Part 1 is so fucking awesome. Part 2, you have Sleeping Borg, you've got uh, the, the fucking, what is it, deflector dish not working, all of that crap makes for a horrible episode. Plus, it, it, what is it, Divergence? I like that episode. I like it a lot. So my vote goes Best of Both Worlds. Jason? Well, you know, uh, Divergence isn't exactly a bad episode on its own, but I have one huge gripe with it, and that's that it does give us an explanation for why the Klingons don't have ridges. That was one of the most fun arguments that Trekkies could ever possibly have and one of the most popular topics of conversations among Trekkies. The explanation given by Worf in Trials and Tribulations is all I wanted and all I needed. It is a long story, and we do not discuss it with outsiders. That was perfect. What was wrong with that? Besides, the whole thing about Klingons changing their DNA doesn't seem very Klingon, and it's not very honorable either. The plot just didn't make sense to me overall, from a characterization of the Klingons as a race point of view. All right, so a vote for Divergence. And Mike! Uh, you know, the, the problem here is I, I like both of these episodes a lot. Um, and I think the, the criticisms of them... You know, with Best of Both Worlds, it's not as good as the first one, but I don't I don't think you can really judge down on, on an episode because you have a, a pretty high expectation of it. Uh, all the two-parter season finales, kind of, the first half is better than the second, unless they're both equally shitty, which happens too. But, uh, you know, I can't see this moving on because a great episode is not as great as it's predecessor and divergence i like the explanation i actually hated the explanation of deep space nine i thought it didn't make any sense if you didn't want to explain it don't even address it and uh and this one goes ahead and uh, and does it and it ties it to Khan and ties it to data in a, in a strange distant way i mean all of season four of enterprise was this just sort of it was almost like fan fiction and maybe to some people that makes it bad but i thought it was a lot of fun um but even then i can't have uh I can't let Best of Both Worlds uh, move on here if it didn't move on in Best of Trek, so I will give it to Divergence. A vote for Divergence. Mr. Thompson. Uh, okay. Um, I, I also liked both these episodes, uh, and it's been said before, Best of Both Worlds is probably only like on this list because it's a letdown. And I think it's a letdown because you kind of started to feel the reset button, uh, this was back when Trek did have a very hard reset button. And end of the episode, everything better be back to normal. And I think after all they went through, uh, you know, not only reintroducing the Borg and making them much more frightening, but kind of sending Riker on this journey to where he, he starts the episode not, like, complacent and kind of just spinning his wheels and this little blonde haired chick shows up and just steps all over his ass. And by the end of part one, he's ready. He's captain of the uh, USS enterprise and he's ready. And then by the end of episode two, you know, I think they, it was a, just a misstep. I, I honestly, I'm one of those people who felt that, Patrick Stewart should have been written off after after uh, Best of Both Worlds. Just, you know, 
they didn't have to kill him. You know, they could have promoted him to admiral. Could have could have done any number of things. But best of both worlds is a letdown, and Divergence isn't. It's kind of this building of what I felt was a very fun storyline. And so I'm going to vote for Best of Both Worlds Part 2 because it was the bigger of the bigger disappointment to me. All right. Best of Both Worlds Part 2 gets another vote. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Alan. Man, what a endless, endless diatribe on both uh, on all sides here. I kind of have to agree with Mike a little bit on uh, Best of Both Worlds. I mean, because the final line of uh, part one, that was where Riker's fire. Is that correct? <laughs> yep, hers. Yeah. I mean, that line haunted me all the way till the very, very end of Star Trek The Next Generation, um, where Picard says, you know, you guys are the finest crew, you know, on the very final episode. Um, and yeah, you know, part two was a little bit weak, but part one was so great. But Divergence, Divergence was like, okay, guys, time's up. Uh, let's wrap up a bunch of loose ends. And, yeah, let's spoil this kind of hinted at thing. And maybe people will think we're cool because we're trying to wrap up all these loose ends. And to me, that kind of spoiled the uh, the magic of the Klingon, you know, the old uh, original series and the uh, next generation, the modern era Klingon. So I, I, gotta, I, I have to vote Divergence. All right, a vote for Divergence. Yes, 15 minutes for our first one. Dear Lord. <laughs> it's going to be a long episode. And I'm almost at a country club. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're on to our next fight. Divergence moves on into the next round. Jason, this one is yours. It is the Muse, which is a season four episode of Deep Space Nine. Uh, Jake has a psychic vampire for a Muse. Versus and the Children Shall Lead, which is a uh, season three t- uh, TOS episode. Uh, kids kill their parents to take over the Enterprise. Uh, which one you got? Well, I uh, generally hate walks on a Troy episodes of uh, Star Trek. I-, I don't like her as a character. She irritates the hell out of me. But as far as walks on episodes go, this one isn't that bad, and it actually is an important characterization step for Odo. Uh, because he actually starts to open up and let out his inner feelings in this episode. It's a continuation of what happened in uh, Heart of Stone in the previous season, whereas And the Children Shall Lead is just all-around trash. It's got children in it, and they have magic powers, and there's other episodes with children in it. There's a lot of them on this list, but I think this is the absolute worst episode in the line of why did they keep putting children in television shows episodes. (laughs) So my vote is for And the Children Shall Lead. A vote for Children Shall Lead. Mike? Uh, You know, I I think I agree with everything that Jason said, except one one thing is I think I have more hatred for Luxwana. And I was actually going to go pick And the Children Shall Lead because just generally speaking, even though they're both bad, um, bad Deep Space Nine is always going to be better than than bad original series. Uh, But then as I was flipping through Memory Alpha, as I'm going to do this whole show, uh, I saw Luxwana's presence and immediately was like, nope, sorry, this is it. I, I really, really hated her. She, if Loxwana was on All Good Things, I would, I would vote uh, that as the worst episode. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to give it to which one is it? The Muse. The Muse. <laughs> <laughs> A vote for the Muse, Mister Thompson. Okay. Uh, 
these the the muse is kind of it's hindered by uh it's it feels very much like a, a TV episode and and I'm not like TV the way it is now but like TV back in the 70s and 80s where it just feels very small it feel doesn't feel like a very big story and and the children shall lead also has that same problem but and the children shall lead has uh the guy who played Takahashi on Revenge of the Nerds. So I'm going to give my vote to the Muse because Revenge of the Nerds is better than a major, a major uh, Roddenberry story. All right. A vote for the Muse. Alan. I think one of the things you have to look at with these two episodes here is Malice. Who was actually guilty of purposefully making a fucked up episode? Okay, with the original series, hold on, I, I need a country club break. Hold on. Uh, with, the, with the original series, they just didn't know any better. <laughs> By the time they got to Deep Space Nine, they should have known better. Um, the, the, on the other hand, the kind of psychic, uh, the psychic powers were like smoke and it reminded me of like crack smoke, like the guy was smoking speed. Hey, once I smoke speed, I can totally write great stuff. Hmm. I will have to choose Muse, the Muse, just purely on malicious intent. A vote for the Muse. Um, I'll make it quick. I will vote for the Muse because I put it on the goddamn list. <laughs> so the Muse is moving on. It's sucking. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Sub Rosa, a season seven episode based around Crusher. I shouldn't need to say more because they talk about it all the time, but Crusher gets a ghost boyfriend, and it's up against Unexpected, a season one episode of Enterprise, where Tucker gets preggers. Yeah, that, uh, this, this, we really are getting to the, the shit versus the shit. Um, but Sub Rosa is probably my, I probably personally hate that episode more than any other Next Generation episode. Um, and I, and I, I hate Beverly Crusher. And even though I think, you know, dude gets pregnant, especially in season one, I mean, that's a after-you-go-off-the-rails kind of stunt. But pulling that early, you know, that's that's colossally stupid. But I, I actually like Trip. Uh, I thought he was a cool character. Uh, and uh, just strictly on that, I would like that episode more. So, Sub Rosa. A vote for Sub Rosa. Jason. Uh, I actually watched Sub Rosa today, and I regret it, of course. Uh, it's not like Beverly Crusher gets a ghost boyfriend, or is it Beverly Crusher's ghost boyfriend is some sort of drug metaphor, or it's a Picard Crusher one true pairing episode? I it's it's a mess. It's just it's a it's it's a train wreck. And after six plus seasons, because this is like, this isn't even like episode two of season seven. I think it's like episode 10. You'd think after 130 some odd episodes, they would have it down by now. But this is the kind of crap that I'd previously only seen in season one of uh, Next Generation. I kind of give season two a pass because of the writer's strike. Unexpected, yeah, M. Preg, and... You know, this is one of the main arguments to why the Prime Directive 
actually should be called the Tucker Law because Tucker screws up first contacts. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sub Rosa because it's just it's a wreck. A vote for Sub Rosa, Alan. Man, um, honestly, unexpected. When I when I uh, kind of recently got into uh, Voyager again, not Voyager Enterprise again to watch again. Unexpected to me seemed to be the most, you know, quote unquote, Star Trek in the reminding me of the original series episode uh, of any of the Voy- or, yeah, Voyager, any of the Enterprise episodes. You know, he go, they go over to that other ship. It's a strange, uh, strange new world. Everything's all glittery like the 60s. It really, to me, it appeared as though they were trying to do like a, a throwback to the original series. And I actually liked it. I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. Sub Rosa is a shit atom bomb. It is so bad. It's bad acting, and that Crusher chick is so hot, but the the acting's so bad. Every, the whole thing just sucked. I mean, sub uh, sub Rosa. A vote for sub Rosa. Um, I like unexpected. I, I I actually love Tucker. He is my favorite character from Enterprise. The more I think about him, the more I like him. Tucker is my favorite. Um, Sub Rosa is what season seven falls victim to. They know that it's their last season, so everybody has to get an episode. And there's another person that gets an episode in season seven. I'm surprised we didn't have masks on here, but everybody has to have their their episode so they could be great. And Sub Rosa is a fucking pile of shit, so my vote goes to Sub Rosa. Uh, Jason, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, it is. I actually don't mind Unexpected at all. I actually think that it does something very successfully that other Star Trek episodes don't do, which is why the hell do aliens from across the galaxy all have matching genital parts? Why the hell does that keep working? I actually applaud Unexpected because it actually showed aliens who were, you know, sexually incompatible with human beings and did a very good traditional science fiction story the way it should be. I agree with Alan 100% that this episode was one of the most Star Trek-ish episodes of Enterprise. All it's right. Great. It's a great episode. In a clean sweep, Sub Rosa moves on, and that's a front runner if I ever saw one. And we're on to our next fight. Mr. Thompson, this fight will be yours. It is Dark Frontier, which is a season five episode of Voyager. Uh, the crew tries to steal a trans warp coil from a damaged Borg sphere, and the Borg Queen, not real Borg Queen, kind of fake, different actress Borg Queen, tries to get Seven and Nine to rejoin the collective. Versus The Last Outpost, a season one episode of TNG. It's the first appearance of the Ferengi. All right. Uh, first, let me say about the fake Borg Queen. I actually kind of like that because I didn't understand why they brought Alice Creek back other than to try and recapture the whole momentum of First Contact, which was long gone by this point. Uh, Dark Frontier, I don't really consider a bad episode. I just consider it a very eh episode. It's, if, if this was uh, the most mediocre episode of Star Trek, I, I, Dark Front, Frontier would be one of my front runners. It, but The Last Outpost, <laughs> it's another one of those TV it falls into the trappings of TV writing of the time, which is, it's just, it's, it's, it's bad. And that's pretty sad because it's actually like, I've got a soft spot for it. Maybe because Armin Shimmerman's in there as a Ferengi and I can't help but watch it now and think of Quark or, or kind of Riker solving it with his brain, proving that he was more than just a guy who kind of, 
composed through episodes because through the first five, <laughs> six episodes, he just posed. So uh, I'm going to vote for Last Outpost because it just feels worse. Uh, vote for Last Outpost. Alan? Oh, man. Um, Dark Frontier just is not that great. It, like, you know, mediocre is the way to go. I, I kind of dig the fake Borg Queen because didn't the other Queen die in um, First Contact? I can't remember. They bring yeah. in a fake one. They're saving money. Yeah, so you know, it kind of makes sense. Last Outpost to me, I love that episode. It's got laser whips, the furry boots. You know, they're kind of running off the, uh, uh, you know, just coming up with the whole furry thing. I think it's great. Um, because, you know, and the reason why it's everybody's favorite, or a lot of people look back and think about Armin Shimmer, is because it's a great episode. It just hasn't really been figured Um It's not like Dark Frontier is some horrible episode. It's just not good. I, I I'm Dark Frontier, and the reason why The Last Outpost is a classic episode. And when I would go and hang out at um, at Star Trek Experience, I always had the last episode in mind. So okay. I like it. All right, vote for and fuck you guys. A Dark Frontier. Um, fuck you right back. I'm voting for Last Outpost because um, oh, travesty. No, no. The travesty was trying to make the fucking Fringy be the Klingons of the goddamn Next Generation. Last Outpost. Uh, Mr. Grade. All right. Well, I've got another serious bone to pick with Dark Frontier. Uh, I absolutely, 100% completely hate the portrayal of the Borg in Star Trek Voyager. They were completely ruined in Star Trek First Contact, and I could go on a really, really, really long rant about how they were ruined in Star Trek First Contact, but I'll try to save that for now because I know Damon doesn't like it when I rant. Um, but it all, this episode also suffered from the other two major problems that I had with Voyager, which was too much Seven of Nine and too much of the Doctor. There are seven other frickin' main characters on the show. Why can't we make episodes about some of them every once in a while? Yeah, there were... Because they all suck, that's why. Well, yeah, but I mean, it got so irritating. <laughs> and uh, Seven had big titties. She had the big old melons. Yeah. They were fantastic. <laughs> yeah, See, if Janeway yeah, had I, I really, like that, they do my episodes about her. <laughs> and they looked I really, They I were really hope This episode doesn't turn into the best video game thing where Laura Croft just wins on group power. <laughs> but Dark Frontier is, for me, just the essence of everything that was wrong with Voyager. The Borg were the perfect antithesis for Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek in that they were completely inhuman First Contact gave introduced the Queen and gave the Borg a humanity and a personality. She even get, has a personal vendetta against Captain Janeway for the rest of Star Trek Voyager in this episode. It's just absolutely horrible. This episode trivialized the Borg. It turned them into just another Star Trek villain instead of the super awesome, you know, mindless automaton army that they were in The Next Generation. It completely destroys the greatness of Best of Both Worlds and other Borg episodes. All right, a vote for Dark Frontier. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Mike. Oh, come on, Mike. Wow. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny because I was going to go for Last Outpost exactly for, for what you said, Damon. I, I thought I hated the Ferengi at this time. I didn't. I really don't think the Ferengi became... An interesting race in Star Trek until Deep Space Nine. I mean, I think there there'd be a lot of Ferengi episodes on this list if it was uh, if it was just me. But uh, you know, every, I Jason was right that uh, the problem with 
last outpost of the Ferengi got better, on Voyager the Borg got worse. And that that takes quite a lot. So I think I'm going to vote for uh, Dark Frontier. Woo! Dark Frontier moving on. On to hip, hip hooray! I was going to ask if you were wavering, Mike. I was going to ask for a sec or call for a secondary argument <laughs> to reinforce my position. Use that next outfit. round. Next round. I've been watching a lot of uh, Boston Legal. I don't know if you guys can tell or not. <laughs> on to our next fight, Alan. This one is yours. It is False Prophets. Uh, let's see. That is a season three episode of Voyager uh, where the Ferengis show up on Voyager, the ones that were on TNG that went through the wormhole. I really dislike that episode. Versus Miri, a season one episode of the original series, another <laughs> creepy Children of the Corn episode. Which one you got, Alan? This, this is so easy. Okay, the, the False Prophets episode is all about what the – and some people don't like Ferengi episodes. And I, I like when Star Trek gets dramatic and is serious and can make serious political and social commentary. But you do have those fun episodes. I sincerely do enjoy the better the better Ferengi episodes. And False Prophets is – to me is a great Ferengi episode. They're doing everything that Ferengis <laughs> want to do. And the chicks <coughs> – the chicks in, the, in that temple, man, they're smoking hot. That Miri episode is a pile of crap. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say, or I'm going to get to say pile of crap during the show, but Miri sucks bad. It's horrible. It's like the little, it's like a crappy little house on the prairie episode of Star Trek, and it just fails miserably, and it's completely stupid. And and it and it where where uh, false prophets is what the Ferengi are. Miri is not. What Star Trek the original series was, it was just some other weird, goofy red herring in the in the in the uh, the series. It, it could fuck off. Miri sucks. So I'm voting for Miri. A vote for Miri. I'm going false prophets. Ah! I <laughs> I I really do hate Ethan Phillips, Neelix, and Neelix playing a Ferengi is even more annoying than just ne- him being Neelix. Uh, the, and and just the convenience of the Ferengi showing up in this uh, in Voyager, and the fact that they showed up in Enterprise too. But we're not going to talk about that because they're not, that episode didn't make the list. But my vote is going False Prophets, Mister Grade. Well, this episode of uh, False Prophets was a sequel to a TNG episode where a couple of Ferengi get sent into the Delta Quadrant. What you didn't think that Voyager was going to come around to that sooner or later and do an episode about these guys? I'm surprised they didn't create somehow create an entire race of Ferengi and there was wasn't a whole planet populated with them. So, you know, this episode was actually good in that regard and I love Ferengi episodes in general. So, I I'm not going to vote uh, vote for this one. I'm going to go with uh, Miri, even though Woo! I don't think it's nearly as bad as Alan says it is. Uh, oh, but yeah, I just is. can't. I can't stand the whole parallel Earth thing. But if you disc- discard that, Miri's not as bad as Alan thinks it is. But I'm going to vote for it for now because False Prophets is actually good. All right, a vote for Miri, Mike. I will vote for uh, Miri. All right, I um. You know, I didn't. I really didn't remember either of these episodes. But then, as soon as I, I looked them up, and uh, and that's the thing, the ones I the ones that I hate the most, I don't remember till I look them up. And uh, I looked that up, and there's just that that weird shot of Captain Kirk on his knees. That it's like, oh yeah, that that was one of the episodes where where it just he just went a little too far. So uh, I'll vote for Mary. Uh, vote for Mary and Mr. Thompson. 
Okay, uh, well, kind of pointless at this point, but I'd just like to point out that th- this was a very good fight because these were my two least favorite themes of Star Trek episodes, and that is what I used to call the Gilligan episodes of Voyager, where it's, oh, they're going to get home this week. Oh, no. No, they're not. They're not going to get home until the last episode of season whatever. They're not going to get home in episode 10 with the friggin' Romulan wormhole, and they're not going to get home in this Ferengi episode. Stop saying, oh, they're going to get home this week. And it, the next time I see a hopeful Harry Kim look, I, I'm i going to cry. And then Miri is my least favorite Star Trek theme. It's the fake Earth. They got fake Rome Earth, fake uh, Lord of the Flies Earth, and Miri. So even though it's already won, I'm going to spike the ball and vote for Miri. <laughs> spike the ball and vote for Miri. And Miri, moving on to the next round, next fight. Uh, let's see if I can speed this up. Uh, these are the voyages, the final of the series finale of Enterprise. Uh, if you don't remember what it was, come on, what the fuck? And where no man, where no one has gone before, uh, Chris, uh, Woods made the mistake of thinking that where no man has gone before was on Best Effect, but, uh, this is where no one has gone before. It's a TNG episode, uh, season one. It's Wesley and the goddamn Traveler. Um... I don't mind the the series finale of Enterprise. I, I, I like it fine. I mean, it it didn't end like the way I wanted it to, but it's not nearly as bad as the fucking Traveler and Wesley. So I'm going where no man, where no one has gone before, Mister Grade. All right. Well, uh, I really, really, really wanted Enterprise to end a little bit differently, and I'm going to talk about that later on tonight. So I was very, very, very disappointed with these are the voyages, but I'm going to vote for these of the vo- these are the voyages because not only is it a bad episode of Enterprise, it's also a bad episode of the Next Generation. So it's like two bad episodes of two different series all in one. So I'm voting for these. These are the voyages. Get to vote. There are two of them. I didn't think that would pop up in this episode. Mike? Uh, I am going to go for where no one has gone before. Uh, I also, I did kind of like these are the voyages. And, uh, you know, a lot of people may have complained that it was, that it crossed over with, uh, with next generation, but I love the episode that it crossed over with. And yeah, it didn't fit very well. And, and Riker looked a lot older and, um, it was kind of a strange ending, but I, I thought incorporating next generation in was an interesting way to kind of say goodbye to really that whole era of star Trek that, that ended there. I mean, the star Trek we have now is something new. So it was not just a, a finale for enterprise. It was a finale for the, the series, the, the kind of franchise that was begun with next generation. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. So, uh, but where no one has gone before, I I keep getting confused with the other one. So fuck it, I'll I'll pick that. All right, um, Mr. Tom. Just so you can be confused later on. Uh, all right, uh, these are the voyages manages to piss on all the momentum that the four season Enterprise built up, and it manages to piss on the character Riker, which is kind of a personal favorite of mine. But where no man has gone, or no one has gone before, uh, Will Wheaton, when he talks about Wesley Crusher, says people didn't like him because he was this overly smart little kid. That's not true. And what I really disliked the character of Wesley Crusher over was the fact that this is, like they say in all good things, 
the finest crew ever assembled, and they need a 16-year-old high school kid to pull their ass out of the fire on a semi-regular basis. Plus, it had that whole hippie metaphysical thought is reality bullshit. So I'm going to vote for where no one has gone before because it's horrible. All right. Alan? Where, again, I'm going to – I have to judge this or vote on this uh, on the the basis of malicious intent. Where no one has gone before was the first season of Star Trek. It had been – or Next Generation. And it had been years, decades – since the since uh, the original series, and they're cranking it up, and they're kind of coming up with original stuff. I mean, that wasn't original story. Um, it's kind of shitty, but they're just getting it going. With these are the voyages, they had four fucking seasons of of Enterprise, and not only that, on that fourth season, they started hitting their stride, and they have no excuse for putting out an, an or no not just for putting out a shitty episode, but ending a potentially great series with that crappy finale. I, I wish when they, when they release the Blu-ray enterprise on Blu-ray, they would reshoot, reshoot a finale and include that with a box set. I'm out of, just out of, out of, uh, um, just out of spite. And just in the name of Star Trek enterprise, I'm choosing these, these are the voyages. Not that where no one has gone before some great episode, but <laughs> well, but it is moving on, and it, ah! no one has gone before. Th- oh. Thank you, Alan. I think I'm going to like you a lot. Oh. <laughs> we are on to our next fight, Mr. Gray. This one is yours. It is Move Along Home, a season one episode of Deep Space Nine, the Wadi, and Alan Moraine. Count to four, Alan Moraine. Then three more, Alan Moraine. Come with me. Uh, I can't. I can't remember the whole fucking song, but I, I remember most of it. Versus Shades of Grey, which is a season two episode of Next Generation. It's the finale of season two. It's the flashback episode. Dear Lord, uh, Jason. Hmm. Move along home. That's a really bad episode. Shades of Grey. Ugh, that's a really bad episode. Are you guys sure this isn't supposed to be the championship fight right here? Um. Well, you know, in Shades of Grey defense, there was a writer's strike that year. The season had already been shorted or shortened. They needed to fill up one more episode, and this is what they came up with. So at least they have an excuse for it being shitty. Move Along Home, however, it's, it can give episodes of the original series a run for their money in terms of being cheesy and stupid. And there is no excuse for it. None at all. I don't care if it's the first season of Deep Space Nine. They were coming off of the fourth season of The Next Generation. There's no excuse for an episode to be this bad. So, you know, and, and, and what's worse, it's, it's not even supposed to be funny or stupid. It was supposed to be serious. And it fails miserably. So no excuse for that to be bad. Move along home. Mike. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would have to agree. Uh, and, and even looking at at the the malicious intent argument with Shades of Grey, they, they had no choice. They oh, we got to do a clip show, throw together what you can. It's you know, it's not like this was the best of circumstances. And I do think you can give Deep Space Nine uh, a, a good amount of leeway. You know, being a first season episode because they were they hadn't really done two shows simultaneously. And I think that there was there was a they they certainly favored their uh, their star show a little bit more. But but yeah, in the end, they still. 
this was this was a group that had put together, you know, seven years of or, or four years of of, uh, of Star Trek. They they at least should have known known a little bit better. Uh, I'll have to give it to to that. All right, another vote for Move Along Home, Mister Thompson. Okay, the fun thing about Move Along Home is when they're doing the whole Alan Moraine thing, you can actually see Avery Brooks and Nana Visitor regret taking the job. Uh, it's too cutesy. Uh, it never, it doesn't fit with the tone that they had already established on Deep Space Nine. This was going to be, uh, I'm going to use a Doctor Who metaphor. If the next generation is Doctor Who, Deep Space Nine, even at this point, was already their torchwood. It was already going in a darker direction, and they kind of pissed on it by doing Move Along Home. Uh, you know, Shades of Grey is a, is a clip show, and that's you know. 80s sitcom bullshit, but I I gotta move gotta work uh, move along home because it's it's a bigger sin to the series. Move along home, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you could imagine the the actors from Next Generation getting the script for Shades of Grey and like, <laughs> hey guys, you everybody here knows that there's a writer strike on. We don't have this is gonna be shitty, but I need you guys to work through it. Um, and you can kind of see the guys like, man, this really sucks, but fuck, we're working at least. Uh, but, but yeah, move along home is so bad. And, and like you're saying, yeah, the Torchwood, yeah, they dro- they did drop the cutesy thing and dropping the ball and just bad script writing. Move along home, it, it is definitely one of the worst. And plus that dude, the main alien dude with kind of the hippie, the eighties, you know, uh, haircut, like it, like he drives the El Camino dude that doesn't look like he's a space alien. <laughs> it reminds me of John Travolta in Battlefield Earth. Yeah, yeah, and he's Plus, got that mustache. What's he with the mustache? Yeah, and that guy's like a classic <laughs> sitcom actor. I think I've seen. I think I'd seen him before on like Perfect Strangers or or uh, whatever the one with Urkel was. You know, yeah. one of those shows. And then he's suddenly on Star Trek. It was it was bullshit. Yeah, he was like the character actor that goes to the junior high to sell weed. Like that's <laughs> the character actor. Uh, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be long. Uh, vote for Move Along Home. And I will just pile on and vote Move Along Home too. Moving <laughs> into the next round. Mike, this fight is yours. It is Code of Honor, uh, season one episode of TNG. And I wrote this down. They's black folks on that planet versus Two Days, Two Nights, season one inter- uh, Enterprise episode. Uh, the crew goes to Ryza and wackiness ensues. Uh, you know, I, um, yeah, I, I'm just going to, uh, quickly go code of honor that is a horrible episode it's a racist episode i don't care if it's season one somebody should have known better and uh i I mean that it was it was stumbles like this right out of the gate that almost killed star trek and uh that that uh that's pretty bad uh vote for code of honor mr thompson all right uh two days two nights is a rice episode and those were all terrible, but I'm going to give it a pass because I know of a, a worse one that's coming down the pike. Code of Honor, it is absolutely racist, and it was so clearly racist that the director didn't even finish the episode. He got fired, and uh, Les Lando had to clean up the, what was left. Oh, yeah, uh, he got fired. Yeah, there was some weird shit going on in, in TNG Season 1. You got the planet... Of, of the uh, black folks in, in Code of Honor, and they're kind of evil. And then later on, you've got a paradise planet full of blonde-haired, blue-eyed 
kids playing handball. It, there's a lot of bullshit in season one, and this is this is one of the kings of the bullshit pile. So, code of honor. A vote for code of honor, Alan. I'm voting code of honor. It, it, it almost deserves to be to win this as the worst episode than be thrown out of the uh, of this tournament here. Um, in, in racial humor is funny sometimes. Dave Chappelle does racial humor, and it's funny as hell. This, the racial thing that was going on in Code of Honor was like an ignorant establishment racism. Hey, look at these people. They, it was just pointing uh, people that were black as just weird, you know, and it just, it rubbed me the wrong way. I never thought it was cool. It was awkward. Even to this day when I watch it, it's, um, it, it just, I, I just feel weird about it. Uh, just for the portrayal, the racial portrayal in it, and it, that was not a purposeful thing. To it, it just sucks. Fuck that. Fuck that show. Code of Honor, and it should be thrown out of the out of the tournament right now. Uh, well, it's not getting thrown out. It's moving on. It's worse than Trek, not best. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it, it's it's so bad. It's not bad. Like a, oh, that's that's so bad. It's good. It's bad as in um, insulting. Yeah. It's. You know, what I mean, it, it, and I don't, and sometimes that's funny, but you know, yeah, it's, I'm just not into it. Oh, it, it's definitely not funny, and it's getting a vote from me, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Grade. Is it a clean sweep? Uh, yeah, it is. I just want to know how the heck is two days and two nights even on this list? I don't remember that being a particularly bad episode of Enterprise. Who put it on here? Mr. It sucked, Mr. Ward. It did suck. Okay, well. But what? I'm voting for Code of Honor. I never saw it. That's another reason I voted for Code of Honor. <laughs> Code of Honor, <laughs> moving on into the next round. Next fight is Mr. Thompson's. It is Time Zero. Data loses his noggin. Uh, it's a season sl- five slash six episode. It's the season finale premiere thing. Versus Genesis, uh, season 17 G. Uh, there's a disease that almost ter- devolves everybody into monsters. Well, devolves everybody into monsters. And it's Barkley's fault. Oh, gosh. Uh, I think uh, Evil Mike, as Mr. Ortiz likes to uh, call him, said it best during the Best of Trek episode. What the flying fuck is Time's Arrow doing in a series like TNG? That was just a ridiculous, stupid fucking mess. I don't know. With you know everything that was said about it, last time around is still true that but the mark twain stuff was so stupid but it was still topped by data running around with a 600 year old head at the end of epi- end of the episode so fuck that shit times arrow a uh, vote for times arrow alan i when i first started watching next generation when it was on on the air uh i liked times arrow it was it was a season finale also right uh, season's finale and premiere, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually liked it, as, as horrible as that is to admit. The two, when I, when I think of bad Next Generation or horrible Next Generation episodes, the first thing that comes to mind is Mask, and the second episode that comes to mind is Genesis. Genesis, no matter how old Dave, Data's head is and Mark Twain and all that crap, Genesis, guys, it's bad. It's bad. A vote for Genesis. And I, and I am disappointed the masks didn't make the list. I don't know how we forgot about it. But you're damn right. Genesis is the other episode on the list that falls victim to. It's season seven, so we've got to have a Barkley episode because we've got to do something for him because we're, we're going to be done and there's not going to be any more of this. 
And, um, yeah, Genesis is a, a steaming pile. When uh, Worf bites Deanna Troy on the face, oh, how glorious was that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Genesis. Jason? Yeah, I, I really like Barkley as a character. I, I actually sympathize and relate to him uh, uh, on a lot of things, but Genesis is just horribly, horribly, horribly bad. And, and it's it's television episodes like this that really make it easy to understand why so many people in this country don't understand science because the science in this episode is so ridiculously horrible and it's a seventh season episode again absolutely no excuse for it i vote for genesis another vote for genesis and mike um i will vote for times arrow uh as much as i hate genesis um with times arrow uh well yeah there are two of them uh, but Genesis is moving on, and Alan, this fight is yours. It is Stormfront, uh, the season four premiere of Enterprise. It's the end of the temporal Cold War, and you've got World War II alien Nazis versus Let He Who Is Without Sin, a season, uh, the season five episode of Deep Space Nine, where Worf is on Risa. Oh, it's another Risa episode. Which one you got? Oh, man. Um, okay, Stormfront, classic Star Trek, original series. you got to have Nazis. They have space Nazis in there. Um, the biggest letdown is they just ran out of steam for the, uh, you know, the temporal Cold, Cold War time uh, time or storyline, and that was just such a disappointment. I, they're the, not space Nazis, though. They're, they're Earth Nazis. Well, the, oh, well, the, spa- well, the guy's dressed like a Nazi, and he's from space. <laughs> There's a space alien dressed as a Nazi. That's what I mean. Right or wrong, but the uh, you know it was let down. But let he who is without sin is a total parody of radical you know Republicans running wild, bombing. Probably done sometime after uh, you know the Timmy Timothy McVeigh thing and Wharf and the shitty little you know let he let he who is without sin. I, that's that's my choice. I'll vote for let he who is without sin. Um. I like the what you learn about Worf in that episode. I like the fact that you learn that Worf, the reason he's all stuck up and uptight, is because during a soccer game when he was like 9 or 10 years old, he got really excited, went up for a header, and broke the neck of another child and killed them. Worf killed a kid. Accidentally... <laughs> As a kid, that to me trumps everything of awesomeness, and I, I I can't vote for it. The Temporal Cold War is a pile of fucking shit. It's a pile of shit, beginning to end. I, I, I almost wish that's the only blemish in season four for me. The finale I don't like too much, but they they bring up Storm, Stormfront. Oh God, it's a fucking Temporal Cold War, and I hate it. So Stormfront, uh, Jason. All right, well we've got. Sp- uh, sort of space Nazis versus space Puritans, which is worse. Uh, if this episode of DS9 had been a few uh, seasons earlier, you know, back when Jetzia was really hot and not starting to, you know, get kind of old, uh, it wouldn't have been as bad. But on the other side, you know, yay, more space Nazis. Yay, more time travel. Yay, interdimensional Armageddon. It's like Stormfront was a microcosm of everything that Star Trek has ever done wrong. 
On top of that, I think that that episode ends with Daniel showing Archer that the timeline has been fixed, so the Temporal Cold War never actually happened, and then Archer tells Daniels never come back here again, and he doesn't. So it's almost as if the writers themselves wrote that scene in just to apologize and acknowledge for the clusterfuck that was the Temporal Cold War. So, you know, I've got to vote for Stormfront. Uh, Vote for Stormfront. Mike? Um, I'm voting for Space Nazis. Another vote for Stormfront. And Mr. Thompson. Uh, let's see if I can't change a couple of minds or at least one. Uh, yeah, Stormfront, it's kind of the representative for the temporal Cold War, which was, I think, Enterprise at the beginning was using that as a crutch to where, oh, yeah, it's 200 years before and it's not quite your, you know, the same Star Trek as it was before. But it really is because we keep going back to this, you know, future time that's even further in the future than the next generation but let he was without sin is the over it's sex trek and sex trek is always terrible uh and not not only this it's kind of it's kind of a sexist episode against both men and women so that's really impressive uh it it attacks evil evil space republicans who you know are just they're boring. Uh, it kind of Worf is literally the only even kind of bright spot in that episode. Like Damon said, he killed a kid when he was a kid. But Jadzia, when I watched this episode and I watched the episode where Jadzia dies right after it or close enough after it, I tend to cheer because she was horrible in this episode and then on top of that on top of the shit pile that was jadzia dax with vanessa williams and they couldn't even make lesbianism between uh, hot uh was the whole uh bashir uh uh bubbly chipmunk chase masterson character that they were involved in this so i've got to vote for he was without sin and i hope i've changed a mind uh, I don't think so. I uh, was going to change my vote, but then you said uh, what I heard in your in your your statements there were, "Wharf Republicans kill kids." So I'm going to stay with. <laughs> let you out said because we all know the Republicans kill kids. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't think so. <laughs> it's true. Just watch Star Trek. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I, wow, I'm a Republican. I didn't know I killed kids. Apparently it's just you do. Time. Check your basement. <laughs> but <laughs> Stormfront moves on. On to our next fight. It is Threshold, uh, a season two episode of Voyager, where they go to Warp 10 and they have the weird lizard things that were in Chad's office, versus Charlie X, a season one episode of the original series, uh, Superpowered Kid Takes Over the Enterprise. Woohoo! Um, yeah, it's gotta be Threshold. Threshold, 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 Threshold. As much as I dislike kids taking over the Enterprise, again, um, Threshold. Is it, it could be the shittiest thing on this list. Um, yeah, Threshold. Fuck it. I'm not even going to say anymore. It, it really should go on. Uh, Jason. Uh, 
I think Threshold just might be the episode to beat in this uh, contest. All of the arguments for Sub Rosa and Move Along Home and Code of Honor were pr- pretty crazy too. But uh, this episode is so bad, even the producers admitted that it was bullshit and wanted to decanonize it. This episode is so bad, it makes a complete mockery of science. This episode is so bad, it makes a complete mockery of the fictional science of Star Trek. This episode is so bad, it ended up being the only episode of Voyager that won an Emmy. Wait a minute. Anyway, this episode won an Emmy. That's how bad it is. So I've got to vote for Threshold because, yeah, Charlie X has kids in it and they take over the Enterprise and that sucks. But I actually kind of like this episode because, you know, it's not as bad as the other child episodes like, you know, uh, what was the one earlier? And the Children Shall Lead. So, uh, yeah, definitely Threshold. Uh, Vote for Threshold. Mike? Yeah, I mean, Charlie X was uh, the the way it was different from the other – episodes is he was kind of real. I mean, if you had superpowers and you were a horny kid, and when I first saw the episode, I was a horny kid, uh, that, that would be awesome. And I would take over the Enterprise and, and fail and, and ruin everything, you know? So Charlie X was just one of us. And, uh, yeah, weird space lizards that they evolve into or devolve into. I, I actually think this should right now go to Warp 10, travel through time and space, to the championship, and and let's just call it as the worst episode ever. <laughs> well, I would love it can't to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, Mr. Thompson. All right, first of all, let's play the handout and let's see how everything breaks down. But threshold is so terrible. Uh, war infinite velocity. You built an engine that travels at infinite velocity. Ye- no. Uh, it proved that several people had no concept of what evolution is, and they were writers, producers, and scientific advisors. In a perfect world, after Threshold aired, the scientific advisor for Voyager would have been fired. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be one of those people who piles on Brandon Braga, but I can't help but notice that he had two episodes he was heavily involved in, and they that dealt with evolution and they proved that he has no concept of what evolution is. And not only all the things that it's been mentioned before about threshold, Tom Paris was one of the most interesting characters on that show up until, and deserved his own episode. And Robert Duncan McNeil got saddled with threshold. And after that, he was basically for the rest of the series, he was punished for threshold by being Bolana's bitch. A vote for Threshold. And Alan? <clears throat> okay, with, with Threshold, one of my favorite things about about, <laughs> about bad sci-fi continuity or ba- bad TV continuity is where, you know, somebody will get injured or if they have some kind of genetic distortion. The following episode, there's no, there's no you know, uh, sign of it. <laughs> Not only do these guys have a little bit of something going wrong with them, they completely change into those creatures from um, the Outer Limits. You know, those those uh, fish that walk on land when the uh, South American guy, you know, <laughs> captured the thing. <laughs> I can't remember the episode of any of those creatures. It's pretty shitty. Um, Charlie X, okay, I got to give a throw out to uh, 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 someone I'm a fan of. Uh, Bill Shatner, William Shatner, 
was, uh, as far as I can tell, people I've known uh, from around Hollywood in that era was a second degree black belt in judo. And in Charlie X, uh, William Shatner does teach Charlie judo. I think he throws like a little Sotogari in there. So because of the uh, judo aspect of Charlie X, I like Charlie X. And Threshold is just, oh, man, it's really, it's really, really bad. Not as bad as Mask, but it's really bad. Uh, warp, warp 10, baby. Warp 10. Uh, Don't do that. We can't warp 10 it yet, Mike. But I, 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 <laughs> you might be right. Threshold moves on in a clean sweep. Next fight is yours, Mr. Grade. It is Body and Soul, a season ep- seven episode of uh, Voyager. Tuvok is in heat. Uh, aliens are afraid of holograms. Wow, it's bizarre. Uh, versus Profit and Lace, a season six episode of Deep Space Nine, where Worf cross dresses. I'm sorry, Worf. Quark. Sorry. Quark. It's Quark. I was going to say, damn, I don't remember that episode. <laughs> he's a Republican, so he's cross dressing, killing kids, doing all sorts of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <Bathroom> Craig. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,. Wow, uh, somebody really hates the Ferengi. There's a lot of Ferengi episodes uh, in this list. Uh, Once again, I happen to like Ferengi episodes, even if they do involve cross-dressing. Heck, you know what? I like Ferengi episodes, especially when they involve cross-dressing. Profit and Lace is funny. It's supposed to be silly and stupid. That's the point. That's what makes it funny. Body and Soul wants to be silly and stupid, too, but it's just another crappy example of how the last two... few seasons of Voyager were just all about Seven of Nine and the Doctor. And uh, I hate that. So I vote for Body and Soul. Uh, vote for Body and Soul. Alan. Um, Prophet, like like all great classic Star Trek, Prophet and Lace teach us a lesson. The lesson of sexual harassment and how you shouldn't do it. I took it the other way and I try to sexually harass as much as I possibly can. I like uh, – it, it wasn't a horrible Ferengi episode. It wasn't a great one. It was kind of like, eh. But you, know, you, you just can't go wrong with Armin Shimmerman. Body and soul is just so forgetful and just so bleh. Who cares? Uh, so my choice is body and soul. Uh, vote for body and soul. Uh, Jason Thompson. All right. I was the one who nominated Prophet at Lace, and it's not because I don't like Ferengi. It's because I do like Ferengi. This episode kind of takes – it's a bad Frank episode, which is unfortunate. But seven or seven of nine is basically a victim of horrible, horrible child abuse, bordering on child rape. Republicans, She's, yeah. And what? How does the doctor, who's supposedly in love with her and supposedly the only character who understands her, how does he treat her after living a few moments in her life? He belittles her and preys on her fears and attacks her. I hate this episode, so I'm voting for Body and Soul. Uh, vote for Body and Soul, Mike. Uh, yeah, I I quite like Prophet and Lace. Um, I love Ferengi episodes, so uh, it's got to be Body and Soul. Another vote for Body and Soul. And I'm going to vote for Profit and Lace only because Body and Soul does not deserve a clean sweep. Uh, on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Zero Hour, uh, Season 3 episode of Enterprise. It's the end of the Zindi War versus The Child, a Season 2 episode of TNG where Deanna Troy has a baby. Yeah, these are... These are two uh, two bad episodes, but honestly, I remember absolutely nothing about the uh, the end of the Zindi War, other than it was the end of the Zindi War, and I did like Enterprise, but it, that that episode left no impact. 
and the child, yeah, I know there's a lot of excuses for it. It was a recycled script, but you know, in the end, this is this is worse, not worse. You know, it doesn't matter if you have an excuse. Everybody has an excuse. If it's if it's a piece of shit, it's a piece of shit. So the child. A vote for the child, Mr. Thompson. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't. I actually liked the whole Zindi thing. I thought it was a cool idea, and I thought it was that cool that they did an overarching season-long arch. The Child, it's a recycled script and probably could have been saved if it had actually been on the Star Trek Phase 2 because as much as I like Marina Sirtis, Persis Kambata was way, way hotter even with her head shaved. In fact, because of her shaved head, she was way, way hotter. So it would have been saved by Ilya being pregnant. So uh, I'm going to vote for the child. A vote for the child. Alan. Um, yeah, I, I, a lot of people hated that season three of Enterprise, the Zindi War thing. I, I didn't hate it. It could have been done a lot better. Um, but it was, you know, I mean, that had a lot of guts. I think they found out that the uh, – that they were only going to have one season. I don't know this for sure, but I think they found out they only had one. They, they had a four season. That was going to be it um, before they went into season three. So they decided to do a huge arcing storyline that went across a whole season. And that could be wrong. But um, so, uh, you know, I, a lot of people hate those councils. Jared, Jared hates the council episodes or scenes. Um, but the child was just bad. It's just a bad episode. Zero Hour wasn't a great finale, but The Child was just like like they didn't care. <laughs> so The Child. A vote for The Child. Um, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? Thomas Riker was awesome in that episode. I loved him. Wasn't that the name of the kid? Thomas Riker Troy? I believe that was his name, or Thomas Troy. I think he was named after his father. Well, her father. Oh, that's such a bad episode. Such a bad, bad episode. And I really have no problem with this indie war. None whatsoever. I like the fact that they just kind of swathed through Florida. I thought that was really cool. It's like, oh, they're slaughtering people. Uh, So I'm going to go with the child. And I know Jason is going to try and change our minds. Mr. Grade. I'm going to try, but I'm probably going to fail. Okay, I hate the Zindi story arc. Uh, I I would have thought that this episode should have been a viable uh, contender for winning the crown, not necessarily on its own merits, but because of being a representation of the entire temporal Cold War and the entire Zindi war thing. I mean, it's like, what the hell were the writers thinking? Hey, let's spend an entire season in one big spatial anomaly looking for people who want to destroy Earth. That's not clever. That's just lazy. The Dominion War in Deep Space Nine at least flowed naturally from the rest of the show. The Zindi arc just came out of nowhere at the end of season two, and then it went nowhere in season four, and then it took too long to do so in the meantime. What's worse, it ruined the potential of Enterprise, because I was actually really, really hoping that at the end of Enterprise, instead of founding the United Federation of planets, they'd roll out the Terran Empire flags and those crazy people from Terra Prime would seize control and then that Zindi story arc could have been used as the excuse for saying that this was the catalyst. This was the difference between the Prime Universe and the Mirror Universe that resulted in a xenophobic, paranoid Terran Empire devoted to conquest and a benign, peace-loving federation devoted to exploration and, you know, peaceful mediation between races. So it's... And then all of the inconsistencies with Enterprise, which, you know, was a very controversial show, could have been explained away by saying, hey, it took place in the Mirror Universe. It set up the mere universe none of this stuff has to be canon if we don't want it to be canon you know we could have just said it it 
yeah, it, it could have existed on its own and not have to have been compared to the rest of Star Trek, which would have made it a much, much, much better show because we wouldn't have had to have judged it based on TNG and DS9, which were both amazing series. Uh, vote for Zero Hour. And that's a really great theory, but I don't think anybody's changing their vote. The child moves on. Not buying it. And um, <laughs> on, on to our next fight. Uh, Mr. Thompson, this one is yours. It is Hide and Q, a season one TNG episode where Riker gets Q's powers versus the Q and the Gray season three Voyager. Uh, the fucking Q Civil War comes to an end. Um, yeah, Jason. Okay. I think everyone can agree that Tapestry is the high watermark for Q's character. It, I'm going to say so, Deja Q. Well, okay, that's fine. Uh, but I think Tapestry is because it proved that he wasn't just this guy who is, had ultimate power and was getting off on screwing around with uh, Picard. He was a teacher. He was trying to teach Picard to be better. He was trying to te- – and through Picard, he was trying to teach humanity to be better. Hyden Q and Q in the Gray are damn near the low watermarks if they're not the low watermarks. Uh, Q2 or Q Jr., whatever that episode, that might be the absolute bottom. But Hyden Q, if it weren't for uh, Q Hugh in season two uh, where uh, he sends them to meet the Borg, you probably never would have seen Q again after season two because – this episode was terrible, but the Q and the gray actually ruins it and un- and ruins all the greatness that was tapestry. So it's a tough decision and it came down to a coin flip earlier for me, but I'm going to vote for Q and the gray just because it had a kid. All right. Q and the gray, Alan, uh, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to vote not for Q and the gray for one young lady's uh, one y- young lady in particular, Susie Plaxton. I'm a huge Susie Plaxton fan. She's uh, smoking hot. I'm not going to say anything raunchy there, but I'm going to take Hide and Q uh, just because uh, Q and the- just because of Susie. A vote for Hide and Q. Um, it's got to be Q and the Gray. O- okay, if you're listening right now and there's actually somebody nearby you, have them touch your finger with their your index finger with their index finger. Okay, have you done it? Have you done it? Okay, you're having Q sex. Yes, that's right. That's how Qs make Qs, by touching fingers together. I, I don't care that Susie Plaxton was the, the first female Q. I didn't need to see it. And it's actually a continuation of an excellent Q episode. If they had left it at that, because, uh, what is it, uh, Death, Death Wish? Death, Death Wish. Wish. Death Wish is a really good Q episode where Q wants to end his life and it starts the Q Civil War which is bullshit there's, there's no Civil War you're omnipotent beings there's, there should be no dissension between you motherfuckers you can do whatever you want uh, Q in the Gray is horrible I'm going Q in the Gray uh, Mr. Grade yeah, Death Wish is one of my favorite episodes of Voyager, and it really did piss me off that they followed it up with the Q and the Gray. That's a great uh, episode. It, it, it really did suck. Uh, but I – oh, and by the way, Damon, the whole finger-touching thing, that was just an abstraction because they had never done it before, so they had to figure out how to do it. So it, you know, it, you shouldn't be like, oh, that's literally how they have sex. But anyway uh, – 
Hide and Q, I think, is by by and far the worst Q episode. Uh, it's, I mean, the characters suck. The script sucks. The acting sucks. The costumes suck. The set sucks. There is not a single shining glory in that episode. I mean, at least the Q and the Grey had a few entertaining factors in it. It's it's watchable, but Hide and Q is unwatchably bad. A vote for Hide and Q. Uh, Mike, it's all tied up. Coming to you. Uh, you know, as much as I do uh, hate the Q and the Grey, especially because it, like you said, was the, the sequel of sorts to Death Wish, Hide and Q actually, it, it has this kind of storyline, this theme where Q, for some reason, after the encounter at Farpoint, is fascinated by Riker. And uh, that idea fails so badly here. They just completely abandon it. And after this, the only person he pays attention to is Picard. You know, they, they just completely derailed this entire direction for the character. Because this and sometimes so Data. But, but mostly Picard. That's his favorite. Where they were trying to set Riker up as this, you know, this sort of thing, this character that fascinated Q. But then because he wasn't a fascinating character to anyone, they moved on. So I'll give it to that. A vote for Hide and Q, even though the Q and the Gray wrecked the character Q forever. Hide and Q moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. Alan, this one is yours. It is the next phase, which is a season five episode where LaForge and Ensign Rowe are in a transporter accident and presumed dead, and then they start phasing through shit. Versus The Assignment, a season five episode of Deep Space Nine where the Paw Wraith in- inhabit Keiko. I actually like all the, uh, where the, and again, this is a story that's carried over from the original series, but I like when, when people are jamming around the Enterprise and no one can see them because they're a little bit invisible or moving slower or too fast. They did, they did it in the original series, they did it in Voyager. Uh, I, I like those. The assignment, oh man, not only does Keiko suck, she's a horrible actress. That, 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 it's just bad. Uh, the assignment all the way. This should go, duh, horrible. I'll vote for the assignment. Um, yeah, you know, in, in, oh God, but those fucking, isn't that the one that they have the, uh, yeah, it is, because they travel from ship to ship for some strange reason, don't they? Yeah, but remember the original the original series one where uh, everybody's in slow motion. It's that same story where they can't be seen by the rest of the crew. So it's kind of a homage to the uh, homage to the original series. Yeah, don't care. Micro micro singularity in the Romulan warp core. Yeah, yeah, that was an awesome episode. I'm still voting for next phase. I don't like it that much. I, no. eh, I don't like. I don't have a problem with Keiko. I like O'Brien stories. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Grade? Yeah, I don't have a, much of a problem with the assignment either. It's definitely a subpar episode of Deep Space Nine, but I, I think Keiko's acting probably was bad on purpose. Uh, however, the next phase is one of those episodes of The Next Generation that is on TV all the friggin' time. Go ahead, pause this right now and turn on Spike TV. Is it still even called that? Uh, anyway, if there's an episode of TNG on, I bet you it's this one. And this episode requires somebody to suspend disbelief so hard that even the casual idiot viewer will likely notice that it does not make logical sense. 
if they can go through walls, why don't they fall through the floor and suffocate in space? And that's not even taking into account the fact that they shouldn't be able to breathe the air in the ship to begin with because they're out of phase with it. So this makes, you know, even the casual idiot, you know, ponder the show. And for years, whenever I heard people tell me that Star Trek was stupid, they would specifically cite this episode and that exact question. Why don't they fall through the floor? From my experience, this single episode has tarnished the name of Star Trek more than any other episode in the entire five series and ten movies, and it took a full frickin' reboot of the franchise to wash that stigma away. So I vote for the next phase. It was a it was a masterpiece. <laughs> a vote for the next phase, Mike. Yeah, I love the next phase. I I, uh, I I I don't care if it's not correct science. That's that's not important to me with Star Trek. Uh, it's it's Star Trek science. That's all I need. Um, and the reason they don't fall through the floors because that would make for a terrible episode. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty much all I need. But uh, God, the assignment I I hated the Pares. I, I liked the way that the uh, the prophets, the the wormhole aliens, were handled in a very kind of abstract manner, and then they really sort of turned it into this weird Bajoran quasi mystical thing and a sort of fallen angel prophecy. And, and that's as, as much as I like the spiritual side of Deep Space Nine. I thought that that was a little too uh, a little too heavy handed a direction to go in, and this is really kind of where that begins. So uh, I have to vote for assignment. A vote for the assignment. It is all tied up and coming down to you, Mr. Thompson. So we've got uh, the Kitty Pride episode of The Next Generation, and that's why they don't fall through the floor, because Kitty Pride doesn't fall through the floor, versus Miles, and Miles is moving on. The assignment. <laughs> oh, she sucks. A vote for the assignment. Uh, <laughs> the assignment is moving on, and yes... Guess where we're at? The last fight of the first round. I hope that the next rounds go much quicker than this, because this was long. Uh, we've got Spock's Brain, a season three episode of the original series. Uh, Alien Steel, Spock's Brain. Uh, easy as that. Versus Way to Eden, also another season three episode of TNG. Mike, say it with me. Yay, brother. Okay. <laughs> we are one. Herbert? Uh, this is impossible to vote for. I have no problem with either one of these episodes. No matter how <laughs> bad they are, they are unintentionally bad. There's no malice behind them, and it was just one of those, like, we're just trying anything that we can do. It was, the, 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 the series is failing. But if I have to pick one, uh, I'm going to go with Way to Eden. Uh, Mr. Grade... Okay, I don't even know where to begin with Spock's brain. Uh, if Voyager's Threshold wasn't the episode to beat, then I, I would have, going into this, then I would have said uh, this episode is it. Uh, almost universal consensus among TOS writers, producers, and actors is that this was the worst episode of Star Trek ever. I mean, it's almost as if the studio said, hey, you guys want Star Trek back for third season? D do you really want Star Trek back for a third season? All right. We'll give you Star Trek, but this is what it's going to be. I vote Spock's Brain. Uh, vote for Spock's Brain. Mike? Uh, I, I absolutely love Way to Eden. It's one of my favorite uh, original series episodes. Um, I, lo I love Space Hippies. Space Hippies and Space Nazis. Um, 
And Spock's, ba- Spock's brain's a piece of shit, so I'm voting for that. All right, a vote for Spock's brain. Mr. Thompson. Oh. So, space Amazons versus space hippies. Um, as much as I hate hippies, uh, why would a planet full of women wear micro skirts and go-go boots? That never made sense to me after I was about 12 and got over the fact that they were all hot in their micro skirts and go-go boots. So I'm going to yeah. vote for Scott uh, yeah, Spock's brain. That's pretty much reason enough. <laughs> Fuck Obviously, yeah. it was the 60s on that planet, too. It's just the same reason why they don't fall through the uh, thing, because it makes for a shitty show. You dress them real. They've got space beavers. That's all you need to say. Mm, beaver. Uh, another vote for Spock's brain. Alan? You, you know what? I hear it, it's funny, and I don't know if I. it's because I saw it when I was a little kid and really liked it. Everybody totally talks shit about Spock's brain. I love that episode. That is actually one of my true, not even joking around, one of my favorite episodes. It's campy and it's goofy and it's, you know, know, way out there sci-fi. But they were seriously writing it with McCoy's trying to re-put his brain in there and the the things wearing off. And uh, I, I love the episode. Um. I actually, I would go, it's a good episode. It's a really good episode. Okay, Code of Honor, to me, is a a disgusting, bad, it's bad, and it's a disgusting episode. Way to Eden is is a disaster, but good-hearted and a good, excellent, bad episode. My choice is Way to Eden because it's, it's, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? But it's still, uh, but I still enjoy it. Like like Mike, I, I still enjoy watching Way to Eden. Uh, we are one. Way to Eden gets a vote, but Spock's brain is on. Oh. And uh, I would recap it, but hell with this. We've been going really long. Uh, we'll be back right after these short messages. Ready? Activate. What? Look at the stars. You can turn your room into a planetarium with a Star Trek intergalactic projector. Enterprise approaching Big Dipper. Accurately shows all the constellations. These cards help you identify them. Enemy craft from Jupiter. While these light beam pointers let you play Star Trek like never before. Runs on 2D and 2AA cell batteries not included. Star Trek Intergalactic Projector comes with light beam pointers and identification cards by Migo. We are back. Uh, I would tell you what's going on, but hell with it. Long episode. Let's just jump into some... Well, everybody's been on before. Ah, hell with it. Let's do some geek uh, geek cred. Uh, Mr. Thompson, uh, what is your geek cred? All right, I'll make it really quick. I really, really, really like Star Trek and have since I was about four years old. So in the interest of time, Star Trek is my geek cred. Uh, Jason Grade. Uh, pretty much the same thing here. Been a huge lifelong Star Trek fan. Uh, also, I worked at uh, Star Trek The Experience along with Damon. So, uh, you know. Th- oh, where were you at? In the, where were you at in The Experience? What did you do there? I was one of the retail associates. I was only there for like a year and a half before the place unfortunately closed. Oh, uh, man. That, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jason, thanks. <laughs> and Alan. I, I like drinking. 
<laughs> the only re- every time I, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek: The Experience. A lot of times I would go to. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm kind of in the Southern California area, so uh, a lot of times I would jam out to Vegas, uh, a last-minute trip, you know, kind of last-minute things, and go to the Hilton because they used to give away such great, uh, you know, weekend deals, like two days and, you know, a bunch of buffet tickets for $99 type of a thing. So I always go to um, – to the uh, the hotel there, get super fucked up in the room with all the booze I brought with me, and then go and hang out uh, at Star Trek: The Experience and only buy one drink. And I really didn't know anybody down there. I mean, I knew I knew um, uh, Darren a little bit, but every time I hear somebody working there, I'm always like, oh wow, you know, like Jared. I have photos of me with Jared when he was, you know, as Quan down there. So I'm always happy when I run across uh, someone from Star Trek: The Experience. Besides that, Pabst Blue Ribbon, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and Judo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, let's jump back into our fights. Uh, Mr. Gray, this fight is yours. It is Divergence versus the Muse. All right, well, uh, I already kind of got my uh, anti-Divergence rant out of there, and uh, honestly, I mostly just voted for it so that I could have an opportunity to say that and to get friggin' best of both worlds out of that list. So uh, this time, I'm going to vote for uh, the Muse because, yeah, it's a Loxana episode, and I hate her. Vote for the Muse, Mike. Uh, everything he said. <laughs> Mr. Thompson. Muse. Alan. I'm voting for Space Crack, which would be the Muse, with all the space cracks coming off of uh, off his head. All right. When the Muse was doing the, you know, stuff. Another vote for the Muse. And I, too, will vote for the Muse. Muse in a clean sweep. Well, that... Honestly, was the easiest fight of this round. After that, it's all hard. It's all downhill. Mike, this one is yours. It is Sub Rosa versus the Dark Frontier. This this one I don't think is difficult at all. Uh, it's Sub Rosa all the way, baby. A vote for Sub Rosa, Mr. Thompson. Oh, it's, uh, I just get so angry thinking of Sub Rosa. Sub Rosa. I still don't know why he watched it again <laughs> over Sub Rosa. I'd only ever seen it once, and that was, I think, back when it originally aired. <laughs> that's all you need. That's, yeah, all, that's all I've seen it. <laughs> Alan? Sub Rosa is so fucking... Sub Rosa is mask bad. <laughs> Dark Friend Tear is like, just like, eh, they didn't put a lot of effort in this, and they couldn't get the Alice Cridge chick in there. Uh, but Sub Rosa... It's real bad. A vote for Sub Rosa. Um, wow. Are there going to be lots of clean sweeps in this round? I vote for Club Sub Rosa. Jason, is it Sub Rosa for you too? Clean sweep? Uh, no, this isn't going to be a clean sweep. Uh, I, I Again, I absolutely loathe Dark Frontier. I hate Sub Rosa. It's one of the worst episodes of The Next Generation. I mean, what, Ireland, The Planet, Ghosts, Haunted Candles – falling in love with someone who was in love with your grandmother. I mean, it's wrong on so many levels, but dark frontier, I honestly think is a jump the shark moment for Voyager. This is the episode where Voyager begins its downward spiral in the last few seasons. And it never, ever, ever recovers from it. There's a few standalone decent episodes at the end of Voyager, like critical care. uh, But 
overall, the show just goes so far downhill after this point, whereas the next generation, you know, this was the end of the series, so there's really nowhere downward for it to go, and it still has a lot of really good episodes. I think Chain of Command is still after this, and, you know, there there's some good episodes to follow, but Dark Frontier is a jump the shark moment. It's a horrible episode of Voyager. It completely ruins the Borg for me. I hate it. It makes every Borg episode that follows unwatchably bad for me. I cannot stand it. Uh, but Sub Rosa moves on, and uh, Chain of Command actually falls ahead of Sub Rosa, not after. Uh, it's season six, I think. But anyway. Oh, was it? My bad. Uh, on to our next fight. Mr. Thompson, this one is yours. It is Miri versus where no one has gone before. Where no one has gone before. All right. As dumb as Miri is, and it's pretty dumb, can we point out the fact that the Traveler's gives off that creepy pedophile child monster vibe and basically later on in the sequel to this episode journey's end he does take wesley along in his intergalactic space van to molest the crap out of him so i gotta go for where no man has or no one has gone before see see you're gonna keep doing that uh alan well obviously well here's the thing the traveler is a republican uh he's got a rape van He's luring Wesley Crusher in the rape van for the uh, indescribable pedophilic horrors. Um, uh, but Miri is the fucking <laughs> – Miri, as bad as pedophilia is, Miri is the little house on the prairie of Star Trek. It just doesn't belong there. So I got to – as much as I hate the Traveler and hate all Republicans, uh, I, I have to vote for Miri. Except for the Republicans. Jeez, thanks, on, man. Except for the Republicans on this on this episode, <laughs> by the way, a vote for Mary. Um, wow, this is so bad because he does have that really creepy pedophile vibe to him, like like rape van versus Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, but I I just didn't watch Little House on the Prairie because I just didn't like it. Um, it sucked. There's. You can still look around and see that, like, there's a guy where I work who comes in every now and again, and he he looks, he doesn't look like the Traveler, but he looks like the Traveler, <laughs> and he's always talking to this one girl. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go where no man, where no one has gone before, uh, <laughs> and vote for that. Uh, Mr. Grade. Uh, well, I hate parallel Earth episodes. Uh, the original Star Trek series was just horrible about this. And and this one is actually one of the worst ones because Spock goes so far out of his way to read the measurements of the planet and tell us all the details about how it's exactly like Earth. They beam down, they remark on how the architecture looked like the 1930s or whatever. But then from then on, the entire rest of the episode has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that the planet is a parallel Earth. At least in other episodes, like Bread and Circuses and Patterns of Force, where they have the Space Romans and the Space Nazis, the similarities to Earth were important plot points. Even in the Omega Glory, which is one of my all-time most hated episodes of the original series, it's an important plot point. It's a horrible plot, and the plot point is totally stupid, but it's there. Miri doesn't have any of that. It's like, oh, look, a dude, exact copy of Earth, and then we never hear anything about that again. It makes absolutely no sense. I cannot stand it. Even though Miri isn't as bad of an episode, I just cannot stand it for that one fact. That uh, <laughs> All right, a vote for Miri. Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for where no one has gone before because that was really the first time uh, 
I, w- I was faced with, with what would become a very common problem with Next Generation, whereas the episode went along, you know, kind of interesting. Uh, a, a lot, a lot was going on, and then at the end, I would look and see, wow, it's it's forty five minutes into the episode. How are they going to wrap everything up that quickly? And the answer was usually very badly, and that's how the show kind of tended to be. They would come up with some interesting ideas, start to develop them, and then just find a way to, to wrap it up in the most kind of contrived, convenient way. This was really the first time they did that, and uh, you know that kind of defined a whole way that Next Generation was bad, so I have to vote for this one. Where no one has gone before, moving on into the next round. Alan, this one is yours. Calamarain, Alamarain, come with me. Move along home. Versus Code of Honor. Uh, man, I'm going to have to use some inverse geek logic. I, 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 I don't. It, it, there's a thing of like worst, like you hate it, like kind of a this whole thing. I think of the worst and most hated episodes as kind of like fun, like oh yeah, this is shitty, you know, kind of like way to eat and type of thing. Could have, uh, could have honor to me is distasteful. I, 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 I would. It'd be great if it was out of the episode. And, well, on top of that, Move Along Home is a, is a really – it is a good, bad episode. So Move Along Home, despite Quark – uh, despite an excellent scene where Quark is ribbing the Dabo ta- rigging the Dabo table, uh, uh, I'm voting Move Along Home, mostly because I don't want Code of, Code of Honor uh, in the game. So, uh, Vote for Move Along Home. Um I'm going to go move along home, too, because I remember that song. It's kind of stuck in my head. I'm one of those people that if you start singing music to me, uh, I'll remember that shit for no other reason than I remember music stuff. Uh, So I'm going to go move along home. Mr. Grade. Wow, this is a a real toughie. Uh, Both these episodes suck thoroughly. Uh, Code of Honor is an early TNG episode. It's like the what, third, fourth, fifth episode of the series, something like that. Um, so they kind of, you know, maybe didn't really know better. I don't think it was intentionally racist. I think it was just a really, really, really stupid series of decisions. Was it Move a phase along, two script? I, I, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, Move Along Home, it's Deep Space Nine. It's parallel to like the fourth or fifth season of The Next Generation. The writers for Next Gen are in their stride. There's absolutely no excuse for them to have produced something that is this bad. I don't care that Code of Law or Code of Honors is, uh, you know, distasteful and, and racist because I really don't think they were trying to make it that way. I think that was a pure accident. Uh, but, you know, and, and again, there were a lot of accidents in the first few seasons of TNG. So I vote Move Along Home because they should have known better. Move Along Home gets another vote. Mike? You know, I don't think you need a whole lot of TV experience for someone to be able to stop and go, Hey, this might be misconstrued as horribly, horribly racist. Somebody, somewhere, did not step up and say that. And that's just fucking crazy. Yeah, so. but, you know, they did it again in the oh, Edo oh, episode, oh, oh, except oh, oh, oh. the other way. They had the white blonde <laughs> kids, you know, practically the Mormon planet. Then, made that apparent. The so. Mormon planet. <laughs> then let's put that on <laughs> no. here, too. 
Those, no, those, dude, those weren't Mormons. Those were Aryans. That was like the Aryan wet dream, dude. Uh, another vote for Move Along Home. No, I was voting for a... Oh, sorry. A, a vote for Code of Honor. Code of Honor is the worst. Apologize, Mike. Uh, Jason Thompson. Okay, uh, yeah, Code of Honor is terrible. And if it's not intentionally racist, that almost makes it worse because it feels intentionally racist at times, but it's also not fun to talk about. And apparently, uh, Jared Formby can travel through time by singing the Alan Morang song. So I'm going to vote for Move Along Home. Uh, vote for Move Along Home. Alan Morang, third shot! <laughs> Woo! And we're on to our next fight. It is Genesis versus Stormfront. This is horrible for me because I really, really dislike all the temporal Cold War shit in Enterprise. But I really, really don't like Spider Barkley. Uh, what is it? Pig? What is it? Pig, pygmy? Pygmy Picard? Uh, Neanderthal Riker? Weird Vulcan? Cra- Vulcan? Uh, Klingon crab creature? Fish Deanna Troy? And spot the cat as a goddamn iguana? An iguana. What? It makes no sense at all. Uh, I'm voting for Genesis. Uh, Mr. Great. Um, yeah, again, I, I hate the temporal Cold War stuff. I've already ranted twice about how much I hate the third season of Enterprise and the temporal Cold War stuff. Um, but you, you know what? Uh, at least the fourth season of Enterprise started to get better. And as I said in the last round... The end of this episode was almost like a joke from the writers who said, you know what? We really fucked up before. So we're going to end this cold, temporal Cold War, and it's never coming back. And I don't think it did. Was there a season four episode that had anything to do with the temporal Cold War after this? Nope. That was it. Yeah, they were too busy being awesome. Yeah, so I vote for Genesis because this episode of Stormfront was actually kind of a turning point for Enterprise. It started to make the show respectable again. A vote for Genesis. Mike? Uh, yeah, Genesis. <laughs> Jason Thompson? Uh, I'm going to vote for Genesis, too, because apparently Brandon Braga's got a problem with Jonathan Frakes because he goes out of his way to punish that man. Oh, dude, we should have been playing, uh, what was it, uh, what's the goddamn fight? Oh, oh well, uh, I, I'll, I'll remember it later. Alan, is it a clean sweep? It is, but I, I just, it is a clean sweep, but let me say this quick thing. You guys are full of shit when you hate the temporal Cold War. What about the, what about the premiere of Enterprise? I mean, that was badass. You had, uh, you had the whole thing on, oh, you, you, oh, you hated, you hated the, the, uh, season premiere or the, or the I, series I, premiere? Wait, seri- yeah, the series the premiere, series- I, I hated that, too. Oh, I love the premiere. I like the guy. I like I, the I liked it. Too. I liked it because it makes the best argument for why Star Trek, uh, J.J. Trek had to happen because it really was a new timeline after First Contact, and Enterprise kind of recognized that. Yeah, and it, the first episode of Enterprise had nothing whatsoever to do with the description of First Contact with the Klingons. They said it was a disaster. What happened in the first episode of Enterprise wasn't a disaster. So I don't, you know, it, it didn't make any sense to me. Here's a here's a here's the greatest geek logic argument to that. So <laughs> again, it dude, was still a cool series. 
Why right? you gotta go ruin it? After, <laughs> after first contact, it's not the prime universe anymore. So it, things were already starting to change. They're they're they're, they're in the space universe. Okay, <laughs> that, that that is an argument for another episode. Okay, Genesis, and you guys are full of shit on the temporal cord war. It was cool. It just wasn't pulled off good. They ran out of money at the end. And but Genesis, Genesis is moving on in a clean sweep. Next fight is yours, Mister Grade. It is Threshold versus Body and Soul. Oh, wait, I thought I started the last one. No, uh, I... All right, I'll, I'll go ahead. Uh, wow, uh, uh, as I've said before, I really hate that Voyager just forced so much of the Doctor and Seven of Nine on us, and Body and Soul is, like, both of them at their worst. So it... But, but Threshold is Threshold. I mean, as I've said before, it was essentially decanonized by the writers and producers themselves. Even Rick Berman and Brandon Braga, who were like dumb as shit when it comes to coming up with decent Star Trek stuff, acknowledged that that was bad. So if they're going to say that that's bad, then that's pretty bad. I vote for Threshold. Uh, vote for Threshold. Uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, I believe the geek logic of Threshold is Threshold. Uh, Applies. Warp 10, baby. <laughs> A vote for Threshold. Mr. Thompson? Uh, I was I was uh, on YouTube a couple months ago, and I ran across these videos by a guy named, uh, or his handles, SF uh, Debris, and it was about Threshold. And it is pretty much the perfect argument for everything that went wrong with Voyager, and that's because Threshold is just so terrible. Body and Soul kind of pisses me off, but Threshold, it's damn near to the point to where you kind of want to repress it, repress the memory of having ever seen that episode, and that's an episode I've seen only once, but I know the that I despised it. it. Yeah. A vote for Threshold. Alan? Uh, <laughs> this is like a, a simple flowchart logic scenario. It's like, is one of the choices Threshold? If the answer is yes, vote Threshold. <laughs> so I'm voting Threshold because it sucks. Wow. Um, fuck it. Threshold, clean sweep. I would say I, I would <laughs> save my geek logic on Threshold, but I may not even need it. Uh, Mike, this is your fight here. It is the child versus hide and Q. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is really tough. Um, you know, the child was the recycled script. Blah blah blah. Hide and Q, though, it, that's the one where they, uh, at the end, Q transforms young Wesley into older Wesley. Yes. And that older like Wesley that? was like this handsome dude that doesn't look anything like Will Wheaton now. Um, so that that's really stupid. I'm going to vote for, for, uh, for that one. Hide and Q. Jason Thompson. Yeah, I really detest Hide and Q, but the child is it's just oh god. This is this is a hard one. Uh, I'm glad this isn't a uh, deciding vote cuz I I don't know. I'm pretty much in coin flip territory, so uh I'm going to vote for the child because again, the episode would have been so much better with Persis Cambada. A vote for the child. Alan um, it, it, I think it was Riker. When Riker got the, the Q powers, he turned Wesley older, whatever the hell it is. 
But uh, I think – I'm not sure, but I think the girl that played the child uh, was that girl from the Pepsi commercials, and she ended up being a heroin addict and doing like uh, like piss fetish videos in Hollywood and now lives in a, like a garbage can. No, it was a guy. It was a boy. Oh, it was a guy. Oh, yeah. that's a different story. Yeah, the child. <laughs> it's shitty. A vote for the child. Piss videos or not. <laughs> Even if it was on a dude, it's fine. Uh <laughs> I dislike hide and Q, but it has Q and it has Riker and it sucks, but it doesn't suck as much as the best Deanna Troy episode. And hide and Q is one of the worst. Oh, sorry. The child is one of the worst Deanna Troy episodes. There's a, it's a Deanna Troy episode. It's automatically bad. Uh, I got to vote for the child. Mr. Grade. I cannot really argue with that at all, Damon. Uh, I, I would have voted for Hide and Q, but it doesn't really matter at this point, simply because, uh, you know, the Q episodes of TNG are some of the highlights of the show. And this is, is so far below that. It's like the Deanna Troy episodes. It's like you're picking out one turd in a sea of shit. You know, who the hell really cares? But Hide and Q is like a turd in a sea of gold. So I think the difference between Hide and Q and the other Q episodes makes Hide and Q a really shitty episode, worse than The Child. A vote for The Child? Uh, sorry, vote for Hide and Q, but The Child moves on. And uh, Mr. Thompson, this fight is yours. It is the, the assignment versus Spock's brain. No. Listen, uh, as much as Spock's brain is pretty bad, it's still enjoyable because it's pretty bad. It's fun bad. The assignment is not fun bad. Uh, so, and I really detest Keiko as she moved on, it, and which sucks because so many of her episodes were linked with Miles' episodes, and Miles carried a lot of Deep Space Nine, so I'm going to vote for assignment. The assignment, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the assignment when Keiko first gets all off the shuttle craft, craft, <laughs> and uh, O'Brien goes and meets her, and she has to convince him that she's possessed by the Paw Wraiths. She's like, you know, has to act like she's possessed by the Paw Wraiths. It's just like such bad acting. It's so bad. Spock's brain. Spock's brain is a great episode. <laughs> the assignment is a really shitty episode. It's the assignment all the way. <laughs> <laughs> a vote for the assignment. Uh, booze. Do I crush Mr. Grade's hopes right now, or do I do I let him? Uh, I, I can't. Spock's brain is notoriously bad. Yes, I know, and everybody says it's bad, but it's fun bad. It really is. But the assignment is just bad, bad. It's it's Keiko O'Brien, which honestly I I don't have a problem with Keiko. I, I like Keiko. I. I I see. I, I know somebody in a Keiko-like uh, relationship. I'm not going to name names. Uh, so I kind of understand why Keiko seems like she's an asshole character when she's not really an asshole character at all. It's just the way we like O'Brien a lot, and we don't like that Keiko keeps taking him away from fun. But I'm, uh, the assignment is still horrible, so I'm going to vote for the assignment. Uh, Mr. Grade. Uh, well, Spock's brain uh, is very horrible, but... Uh Chief O'Brien is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Trek. He might, in fact, be my favorite character in Deep Space Nine. And part of that is because he is such a likable and relatable character in the series. 
And because of that, the writers often went so far out of their way to fuck with him. I mean, the worst shit that happens to anybody in Deep Space Nine, aside from having your wife murdered by Goldicott, happens to Chief O'Brien. He loses his daughter, he loses his wife, he spends like 50 years in, in prison that wasn't really prison. I mean, he gets all kinds of diseases, he gets cloned and then the clone dies, he wants to commit suicide. All of the horrible shit happens to Chief O'Brien. But despite being horrible things, those episodes are usually really, really, really good. Except for the assignment. So I'm using the same argument that I used for Hide and Q. When compared to the other O'Brien episodes, the assignment is just so far below. But when compared to all the crappy episodes of TOS, Spock's brain is just meh. So I vote for the assignment. A vote for the assignment. And Mike, is it a clean sweep? Yep, it's a clean sweep. There we go. Alan? This fight is yours. It is the Muse versus Subrosa. This is even fun. <laughs> They're both crappy, but Subrosa is such a powerhouse of crappiness. Crappy story, crappy acting, crappy setting. It's fucking terrible. Terrible. Even if I was all drunk and completely bored and that was the only thing on TV... I would switch to the ShamWow commercial. <laughs> <laughs> a vote for Sub Rosa. Um, yeah, The Muse is a bad Deep Space Nine episode. I have no. Re- I mean, it's it's not one that I would go and watch. But if it was on, I would probably watch it. Like, oh, it's on. Yeah, there's nothing else on. I'll watch it. Sub Rosa comes on. I change the channel. If, if if I turn it on and I'm watching for a few seconds and I see that they're on the Ireland planet and I don't even have to see the ghost or, or Crusher or anything else, I, I, I immediately turn it off. Plus, why would you bang a ghost man that banged your grandmother? That's creepy and wrong on like a thousand levels. So I'm going Sub Rosa. Mr. Grade? Damon, you, you just said pretty much everything that I was going to say. So, yeah, Sub Rosa. Uh, it, it, this is one of the few episodes of TNG that's unwatchably bad for me. Uh, it's not as bad as the Borg episodes of Voyager, but since Dark Frontier is gone, I can't go on that rant anymore. So, Sub Rosa. A vote for Sub Rosa. Mike. Sub Rosa. <laughs> and Mr. Thompson. <laughs> uh, much like uh, the Red Wings and the Coyotes last night, sweep, sweep, sweep. Get the brooms out. Get out of here. <laughs> A vote for Sub Rosa. Way to date the episode, dude. You dated it. Now everybody knows that we're recording on April something and not March, uh, May, what, 1st, 2nd? Something like that. You could edit boss. that out. No, we don't edit things. We're lazy. Well, Mike's lazy. But No, we keep it real. <laughs> real clean. No, not that clean. Uh, next fight is for another spot in the Final Four. Uh, where no man has, where no one has gone before, versus move along home. Uh, let's see, let's see if I can remember it. Uh, no, I can't. I can't remember third chap, second chap. Um, no man has gone before. Yeah, I, I, okay, move along home. Fuck it, move along home. I'm not even gonna say anything, Jason. 
they're both horrible. But again, uh, as I've said so many times, Move Along Home has no excuses. Where no one has gone before was like, what, the second, third episode of TNG, and they hadn't done anything for 20 years. So, you know, it, it gets a pass in my book. Move Along Home. A vote for Move Along Home. Mike? Uh, I will vote for where no one has gone before. Um, you know, in the end, at least Deep Space Nine had, uh, had like good special effects and decent, decent production values. But, you know, they had a big story and they really did not have the, the money and the know-how to, to even pull that off. So, All right. Where no man has gone, but where no one has gone before. Uh, Mr. Thompson. Uh, I have quantum candy get in the space van where no one has gone before. All right. It's all tied up and coming down to you there, Alan. Uh, yeah. Space Rapist. What was the last Next Generation movie called? Not Inception. What the hell was that movie called? You know, uh, the really crappy one. Nemesis. Nemesis, yeah. Nemesis you know, like, is not the really crappy one. Yeah, isn't that the really crappy one? Insurrection's it, a crappy one. <laughs> All of insurrection has that hot thrill check. Yeah, that's yeah. She's she is hot. But you know, like at the wedding scene, Wesley Crusher's sitting there. It's like, wait a minute. I thought Wesley Crusher got taken away by the traveler, and he and Wesley Crusher looks all kind of weird at the wedding table, sitting by his mom, trying to convince himself himself if if the traveler was actually wearing a condom. It wasn't really sex. <laughs> That's how fucked up where no one has gone before was. There's actually a deleted scene in that movie where Wesley is talking to Picard and talks about how he's back in Starfleet and stuff like that. So he he escaped at least. Yeah, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, where no one has gone before for just the underlying horrible sexual abuse aspect of the of this story. All right, where no one has gone before. Disgusting. Moving on into the final four. Uh, next fight, Mr. Grade, this one is yours. It is Genesis versus Threshold. Oh, good Lord. Wow. The shit has really hit the fan now. I mean, this is like right here the absolute worst of two different series, so it almost has to come down to which series is worse overall. Uh, so on, on that ground, I'm, and, and they also both horribly butcher science and evolution. Uh, these two episodes are, are just so difficult to really, you know, put one above the other because they're both bad and they're both bad for a lot of the same reasons. So, you know, I, I've got to go with the one that was, you know, officially unofficially decanonized by the writers and that's Threshold. A vote for Threshold. Mike? Uh, I'm going to vote for Genesis, even though I said uh, send Threshold all the way through. Uh, But Threshold was an episode of Voyager, which was a crappy show. And Genesis was not only an episode of Next Generation, it was a Barkley episode. And I love Barkley episodes. So to take two things that were great and fuck it up is a lot worse than taking something that wasn't great and fucking it up. So, Genesis. A vote for Genesis, Mr. Thompson. This is a hard fight because, oh, my God, they're horrible. And they they both can kind of be laid at Brandon Braga's feet. And that's unfortunate because I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure his family loves him. But he's 
seemingly done more to derail Star Trek than a lot of people. But Genesis has Howling Mad Murdoch and Threshold ruined the character of Tom Paris. So I got to vote Threshold. Uh, vote for Threshold. Alan. Uh, a couple of the oh, – hold on. A couple of the panelists have kind of alluded to this. In this in, in this geek fight, it all boils down to who is the greatest offender. Who is the better series? Who is the worst series? Uh, the superior series between Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Voyager is obviously – Star Trek The Next Generation. You have two shitty episodes. It's like looking at a guy. He's poor. He lost his job. He's down on his luck. He goes to 7-Eleven and steals a loaf of bread. Yeah, he did something wrong, but look at the guy. He's down and out. That's Voyager. Okay. Star Trek The Next Generation is like the rich Republican dude pulling up to the 7-Eleven in the brand new Lexus going in there and stealing, you know, some beef jerky just because he wants it. Both those, both those scenarios are a horrible, a horrible uh, a, a thing, kind of a bad thing. But who is the worst offender? The poor dude is just hungry. The rich dude's just a dick. The next generation should have known better. Why did they do Genesis? <laughs> you would expect Threshold from Voyager. That is the type of shit that they do. Next Generation, what were they thinking? It's it's Genesis all the way. Uh, I don't know about that. There was a lot of crap in that seventh season of Next Generation. Sub Rosa's right there, too. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's all tied up. Coming down to me. And why? Damon, think about it. Oh, Damon. no. I've thought about it. <laughs> I've thought about it. And I, I'm glad it came down to this because now I get to throw out my fucking Voyager logic on goddamn Threshold. Threshold is an absolute piece of shit that wrecks the goddamn show. Because the, 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 the Gilligan's Island bullshit happens in this episode and it's worse than any other episode because if they can travel at warp 10 and after a few days you turn into lizard babies and the only guy on the ship that won't do that happen to will be the fucking doctor who can change you back and tell other people how to change you back why the fuck didn't you use it to go home you know why because it's Voyager and you can't go home because that would end the fucking series and I hate that I hate that more than anything else my vote is for Threshold, and Threshold is into the final four. Oh, Travis. You know, Damon, I, I really do agree with you. I really think that Voyager should have gotten home as, like, the first episode of the seventh season, and then a large majority of the seventh season should have just been how they cope with getting back home and what's changed and, you know, how are the characters different. That would have been I'm, I'm so awesome. Your, I'm garbling your logic with my psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't work. Threshold in the final four. Mike, this is for the final spot in the final four. It is the child versus the assignment. Mm, uh, yeah, you know, I I will stick with the assignment. Um, it, it does combine several of the things that I didn't like about Deep Space Nine. Um, and uh, especially because I, I really did not like the Pirates. I think that that's just what it's going to boil down to. A vote for the assignment. Mr. Thompson. 
All right, you want to see Twisted Geek Logic? I'm going to vote for the child in the hopes that if it keeps going on, I can keep imagining Persis Kimbata's movies jiggling at the end of the wormhole scene in Star Trek 1. <laughs> All right, a vote for boobs. Uh, Alan? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm still I'm still torn up over the previous fight between Genesis and Threshold. I can't even think here. Uh, the assignment, Keiko. Keiko! A lot of Keiko love in the room. Um, let's see. Do I vote uh, for the character I hate more than any other in Star Trek, which is Deanna Troy? I, I, I hate Deanna Troy episodes. As a matter of fact, I was oh. I was watching it on BBC America, and it was there was a nice marathon going, and then Night Terrors popped in there, and I was like, oh my god. Oh, not another Deanna Troy episode. Dear Lord. And and, and they're just so fucking bad. I, 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 I hate them so much. I hate her so much. And like I said before, I really don't have that much of a problem with Keiko O'Brien. Uh, and I don't have a problem with the Paw Race either. Uh, so I'm going to go with the child. It is all tied up and coming down to you there, Mr. Grade. Well, damn it. Um... Well, I, I, I think I'm, I, I think I'm gonna have to give the child a pass on this one because it was a second season episode and there was the writer strike which we've mentioned before, and also because, like I said in the last round, the Chief O'Brien episodes set a really high bar and the assignment just falls so short of that. Whereas the Deanna Troy episodes set a very low bar, partly because most of them also involve Loxana. This one doesn't, but it's still really bad, possibly even worse than most of the Loxana episodes. But, again, it's, it's looking at a turd in a sea of shit versus a turd in a sea of maybe not gold, but at least bronze or silver you know, in terms of Chief O'Brien episodes. So I am going to go with the assignment. Uh, I'm also voting for the assignment because I think it's a damn shame that the universal agreement is TNG is the best series, but we're like a tie-breaking vote away from having three out of the four uh, semifinalists be from TNG. So we need another series to represent, and that series is going to have to be Voyager and Deep Space Nine. So I vote for the assignment. Uh, Vote for the assignment. The assignment is into the final four. We've got Sub Rosa versus Where No One Has Gone Before and Threshold versus The Assignment. Uh, JT, this one is yours. That's right, Justin Timberlake, you're on the show now. Sub Rosa versus Where No Man Has Gone Before. Cry Go me on. a river. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, you made a good argument, uh, Jason, uh, when you said that it's kind of agreed that TNG was the best of the, of the series. Uh, and that might be why we're holding it against Sub Rosa and where no man has gone or no one has gone before so badly because these two episodes fall so far below a very high bar, whereas Threshold falls very far below a very low bar and assignment not so much. Uh, Sub Rosa, though, it's just it's such a mess. And I wouldn't expect that from people who've been at their job for seven years. And as much as I dislike Wesley and the space pedophile, I got to vote for Sub Rosa. A vote for Sub Rosa. Alan. Ladies and gentlemen, 
of the Geek Fights panel and the listeners around the world. I'm going to keep this very simple. I would personally rather be kidnapped by the traveler and done God knows what, have God knows what to be done to me than to ever, ever watch Sub Rosa for the rest of my goddamn life. Uh, Sub Rosa. Uh, vote for Sub Rosa. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little serious for you guys. Um, when I was like nine years old, um, a traveler came and, um, <laughs> a traveler, he, he told me he was a traveler and all I had to do was think really hard and I could be in a different place and move at warp speed. All I had to do was use my mind and I would be there <laughs> and I fell in love with him and he left me. <laughs> So for that, I'm voting for Sub Rosa. Come on, how the hell can I vote? Sub Rosa is horrible. Seriously, what's horrible is all of us mocking child molestation. In this fucking episode. That's, you know what? It's that's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, back you know. to back episodes I've been on, and back to back stories of Damon being molested have come up, and it's it's disturbing trend. But, you know what? Are, that, are you the wanted... traveler that visited him when he was young? I'm I'm terrified that I might be. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out. That means you're out there molesting kids, and you just can't discern it also one from means another. Spent a time travel, so it's kind of a push. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for Sub Rosa, uh, Jason. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, kind of disagree with you, Jason, on the assumption that TNG is a much better show and needs to be held up to a higher standard. Because I'm, I'm going to lay something on you that's just that might sound totally crazy. I honestly believe that Deep Space Nine is a better show overall. Because when you really stop to think about it, only it seasons three, four, and five of the Next Generation were really good. Seasons one and two were horrible. Season 7 had a few good episodes like Chain of Command, but was mostly horrible. Season 6 was kind of meh, but TNG really, you know, um, plateaued in, like, Season 4. And so I I don't think that it's really fair to say that we have to hold Sub Rosa and Where No Man Has Gone Before up to these really, really, really high standards because TNG has a lot of absolute shit in it. And I think that's the reason that there are so many TNG episodes on here. I love TNG. Data is my favorite Star Trek character of all time. But let's face it, half the show sucks. And these are two of the worst of the worst. Uh, but, you know, I've got to go with the one where, you know, Crusher intentionally lets herself fall in love with someone who was banging her own grandmother. That's just sick. It's wrong. Uh, I, I've got to vote for Sub Rosa. I cannot watch that episode. Another vote for Sub Rosa, uh, but but maybe her grandmother was a G milf. You never know, uh, Mike. Oh, G milf. So Yo. this this comes down to pedophilia versus banging someone that banged your grandparent. This is a weird fight. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but uh, and. You know, I, I, I guess I I would have to say maybe the banging of the grandparent is worse because I really hate Sub Rosa. <laughs> Another vote for Sub Rosa, and Sub Rosa is in the final. Uh, Alan, this one is yours. It is Threshold versus The Assignment. Uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> 
trying to play it off there. That's why I was just thinking about this. This fight is so uh, important that I was thinking uh, deeply and hardly about it when I. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all my massive shit talking is going to have to wait for the next round in which Threshold will uh, be fighting Sabrosa. The obvious choice here, there is zero contest. It is impossible to make an argument uh, in the case, er, in beha- on behalf of the assignment. It, it is Threshold. This is a clean sleep. Uh, that clean sweep all the way. All right, all right. You you just you just made me try. I, I'm going to try and see if I can come up with a reason why the assignment is worse than threshold. Let's see. Um, um, it is an episode that uh, it's impossible. Threshold is so fucking bad. It is so bad. It is. It, it honestly breaks the show for me. That is the episode where I go. I am no longer caring about what happens on Voyager. I still watched because it was Star Trek, and fuck it. It was during Geek Night. I, we watched it. But I wasn't actually watching it. I was talking and doing other things. Threshold wrecked that show for me. And, and I know people say it got better, but it, it, it really didn't. The characters, they never developed the characters. They, de- they developed the Doctor in 7 9 and nobody else. And everybody else on the show is really unlikable. I know motherfuckers out there like Janeway. I think she's boring. Her women's uh, lib bullshit shouldn't even be a factor in the 24th century. We should be beyond that. It shouldn't be an issue. And, and I, I really hate Threshold. I hate Voyager. I'm going Threshold. And, yeah, hate strong word. I liked it when it started. My vote is for Threshold. Mr. Grade. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think this um, has to be threshold uh, all the way. Uh, I cannot really argue against threshold. So, yeah, threshold. A vote for threshold. Mike? Uh, I will vote for assignment to be contrarian and because I hate pirates. You son of a bitch. And <laughs> Mr. Thompson? Uh I'm going to save all my threshold arguments, so threshold. A vote for threshold. Uh, you may not need – you, you might have wanted to just get it out of the way because you may not need it. It is threshold versus Sub Rosa in the final. Um, I wrote down the name Jason uh, at the final spot. I don't remember which Jason I meant, but since Mr. Thompson went just a moment ago, Mr. Grade, go ahead. Oh, man, did you really have to start with me? I, I was kind of hoping to hear all your people's crazy arguments about Threshold because mm-hmm. when it all comes down to it, it I, I can watch Threshold. I mean, it, partly because I know it sucks and I have this kind of mindset that it has been decanonized by the producers and by the network, so I don't have to take it seriously. But Sub Rosa, I just cannot watch Sub Rosa. Uh, it, it's, it's that... Frickin' horrible. It's so stupid. Everything about it is just bad. I mean, I understand the logic that you were arguing with about earlier where, you know, if they can go warp 10, why don't they just do it and evolve and then turn themselves back into, uh, uh, you know, humans after they've turned into giant slugs? But at the end of the day... I will sit down and watch Sub Rosa, or I will sit down and watch Threshold. But if you try to get me to sit down and watch Sub Rosa, you'd better have one hell of a reward after it, because otherwise I'm going to say, oh, no, hell no. 
a vote for Sub Rosa. Mike. You know, this this really is is rough. But uh, I think I will stick with uh, with threshold um, because I, I don't actually find it watchable. Um, and you know, in the episode, there was this kind of a well. This is an, an interesting idea. They're going to try to go to warp ten, and you know, I can see from that premise going somewhere interesting, and and they really didn't. Whereas I just can't see anywhere in the in the process where Sub Rosa would have worked. So it it because Threshold I think had more potential. Uh, I think it's actually worse. A vote for Threshold, Mister Thompson. Okay, I guess saying I was holding my Threshold arguments for this fight implies that I had made my decision and I kind of haven't even to this point threshold is it's got so many things going against it. You know, it, it wrecks, keep an open mind, keep an it open wreck, mind. It wrecks Tom Paris. It, it's a Gilligan episode. Uh, it has no concept of how evolution or most sciences seem to work. Subrosa at the same time is this disjointed mess. It, you know, Beverly falls in love with her grandmother's lover, but it's also kind of this weird drug story, and Picard it seems like he was written to be acting jealous, but Stuart wasn't wasn't having it. It's just this big pile of crap. And again, I'm going to have to say it again. They should have known better by season seven than to put out something like Sub Rosa, and they didn't. So, uh, yeah, Sub Rosa. Sub Rosa. I, I wouldn't have thought it going in, but it's so bad. A vote for Sub Rosa. Alan. Again, who is the biggest offender here? Not that either show is good, but who had you know the culpability here? We have the show that didn't suck on purpose. This is this is basically this is Voyager. Versus Star Trek, the next generation. Star Trek, the next generation is possibly the greatest Star Trek series of all time. Even greater than Star Trek, the original series. Star Trek, the next next generation ended with all good things. The single greatest Star Trek episode of all time, besides the... You know, not not considering all the the crappy Mm -hmm. vote for the greatest. It, it, It was the greatest. Star Trek Voyager was a ragtag group of actors that were weren't even good enough to be walk-on extras on DS9. It was a show they they didn't write the show to piss you off. They didn't make the show to be shitty. It's just Voyager were writers that couldn't get a writing gig on DS9 or the new Battlestar Galactica. They were on a sinking ship come up with the last uh, Next Generation era Star Trek series. They did the best that they could. (laughs) And of the worst of the best that they could was the episode Threshold. But they tried. But again, think about that rich Republican, like all Republicans are, driving around... uh, 
the gold standard doing whatever they want, <laughs> supposedly being the cream of the crop, uh, with every opportunity that could be afforded to them, and they come up with sub rosa, a horrible, horrible experience, <laughs> a, an artistic and science fiction uh, <laughs> travesty. Who's more? Who who is the greater greater offender here? The guys that we had the shitty show that just had another shitty show, or the or the the show that was the epitome and the the gold standard, the benchmark, just not caring and just pushing out this horrible <laughs> fucking disaster. The obvious choice here, the obvious worst Star Trek episode of all time, except for the mask is Sub Rosa. A vote for Sub Rosa. Huh. You guys suck. I'm using my mental uh, uh, psychokinetic powers to scramble all arguments against me from now on. <laughs> well, there's only one argument left, and that's mine. And um, you're right, Sub Rosa's bad. Um, but I, I was looking at the uh, memory alpha for it, and, and it's kind of funny because this episode is all male unless somebody chopped their dick off and isn't a dude on this panel. And I was looking at the reception for the episode. And uh, the production staff noted that fans respond to, uh, to the episode was sprint along gender lines with men hating Sub Rosa and women loving it. So maybe it's because we don't have a vagina that we hate Sub Rosa. Well, well women are stupid. Ooh, that is a good possibility. But there are lots of ladies that listen to this show, and we love you all. Um, Threshold is a horrible episode. It really does wreck an entire series, and it's in season two. Season two of that series, where it had so much potential. It could have been so much better than it is, so much better than it was, and they went down that path. They went down that path and made it a shitty series. Because by this point, Next Generation series time nobody was watching next generation it was fucking horrible season two episode like 15 is next generation is a horrible series but they got their shit together and made it better threshold was that point of no return that made that show that whole series horrible with horrible characters all the way down the line uh my vote goes for threshold but sub rosa as alan said is the best or worst, I guess. Victory! <laughs> Star Trek episode of all time this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank you for listening, if you still are. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us. Uh, Jason, Mr. Grade, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, I just recently started my own personal blog. It is at www.megabearsfan, all one word, dot net. Uh, if you enjoyed any of the crazy off-the-wall things that I had to say tonight, uh, feel free to stop by and read some of my other crazy off-the-wall thoughts, uh, mostly about video games, uh, sometimes about other things. Uh, and uh, feel free to comment and rate and uh, do all that wonderful stuff. Hope to see you there. Um, 
How about uh, Jason number two or Jason Thompson? Oh, um, I'm going to plug Tagamet because I've got heartburn after talking about sub, uh, Rosa so much. So I need an acid. That really hurt my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Alan, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I, oh, I, at the last geek fight I was on, I was, uh, talking about me fighting in the IBJJF Pan Americans Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament here in Southern California. And just to let everyone know, I got my totally, I got my ass kicked and didn't make it out of the first round, but <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Coming off a horrible, uh, no excuses. I, I did shitty this year. Uh, but if, if anyone out there is interested in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in the Southern California area, uh, specifically Costa Mesa, check out Bunasawa Kai, where I work out, bunasawakai.com. And for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, sequence Jiu Jitsu in Norco, California. Other than that, uh, next time that friendly bartender asks you what you'll have, tell him you'll have an ice-cold Pabst Blue Ribbon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I would like to thank, uh, let's see, what is it, uh, Saturday morning breakfast cereal and Zach Wiener over there. Uh, he does an awesome daily, uh, what is it, webcomic. Uh, it's at smbc-comics.com. Uh for all things Trek, look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Hopefully, I'll be on there soon. Uh, for all your DVD needs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. Uh, special thanks goes out to Karen for being our web presence. She, check out what she's doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And, of course, Jared Formby for the Pimptown intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. Mike? Uh, well, I would actually like to... Uh to uh, have a shout out to Netflix who is going to start streaming all of the Star Trek episodes uh, so everything we've talked about here tonight you can make sure to avoid when you're watching them uh, oh that's right yeah, I just heard about that yeah it's going to be uh, is it all it, is it all all of CBS or is it all just they specifically want to do all the Star Trek it's all the Star Trek except the animated oh so everything I mean all the Enterprise all the Voyager uh, I'm sure eventually they'll get the animated series, but uh, for now it's just the live action stuff. Awesome. So, so yeah, um, I, I kind of wish they were doing that now because I could have watched some of these that I hadn't seen in a while or uh, haven't seen at all. But uh, you can also find me on the Zod Complex podcast uh, at zodcomplex.com where you can also find the Week in Geek comic preview show. Uh, you can find us at geekfights.net. Uh, and we've got uh, links to our Twitter and uh, and also the Tumblr there. Um, you can find us on Twitter, uh, and that's usually Karen, as well as on Facebook. Uh, just look for Geek Fights. You can email us at geekfights at gmail.com or info at geekfights.net. Damon? And, uh, well, you can watch Weekend Geek on Wednesday. That's two days from today. And on Saturday, it's free comic book day. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. Every comic book in the uh, shop in the country, you can go there and get a few free comics. Uh, if you are in our area, you can see Mr. Paul Story. He'll be at Detroit Comics. The Chris Brown, he runs comics and more. You can see him there. And probably Rob Worley, who is nominated for an Eisner for Scratch 9. He might be there. Uh, let's see, who else? And in town... Uh, we've got Joe Kane, host of, well, he was on a couple episodes here, but he's host of the Honeycomb Hideout. Uh, he'll be at the Comic City in Canton, Michigan, 
uh, doing Mad World Radio. Uh, they're going to be live broadcasting from there. Uh, let's see. If you're in Puerto Rico, yeah, that's right, Puerto Rico, uh, you can see Amin Amat at Metro Comics. Now, I'm going to say it in English, which is St. Patrick's Plaza. And and now you all, all you Puerto Rican mofos, you can make fun of me for saying it the wrong way, uh, San Patricio Plaza. In, in, well, Puerto Rico, obviously. Uh, if you're in North Carolina, uh, Jamal Igel will be at Acme Comics in Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, Zach Weiner, the guy who does Saturday Morning Breakfast uh, cereal, uh, he's going to have a launch party for his book, Save Yourself Mammal. Uh, it's in Brooklyn, New York. It's on the 8th. It's on Sunday. Uh, tickets are still available. You go to the website. You can find them there. Um, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. If you'd like to be on the panel, all it really takes is a headset and Skype to join the Legion of Geeks. Uh, Next week is Mother's Day. So we're going to do a Mother's Day episode with Best Mom. And after that will be Best Weeding Character. We pushed it back just because of Mother's Day. That's the only reason. And until next time, everybody, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Woo! Good night, everyone. Dear Lord. <laughs> this episode was not long enough. I will be going to the Dallas Comic Convention, and you are welcome to meet up with me if you're there. You can catch me on, just send me an at message on at Geek Fights on Twitter, or um, on Facebook, Geek Fights, or you can email me, Karen at GeekFights.net. Um, not only if you're going to be there, but if you're not going to be there and you have um, a robots versus aliens fight that you would like to see go down, because uh, that's the the fight I'll be running while I'm there as a continuation of the last comic convention. Um, personally, I am holding out to get to go to Comic Palooza the next weekend and ask the Weasley twins, um, Stone, the the Weeping Angels versus Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> but I will ask that to uh, probably this weekend or the 21st and the 22nd to someone. It could be you. There we go. 21st and 22nd of May, Karen will be at Dallas Comic Con all around the place. If you want to see her, just you know, message her in some way, shape, or form. And, I and, have stickers. And, and she has a few stickers. Hopefully we get her some more, maybe some pins too. There will be swag. Is that good, Mike? And I have boobs. Well, I'm, I'm sure... They're I'm not sure. going to see or touch them, but I have them. I will bring them with me. Are they detachable? Well, don't tell them that they can't see them or touch them. Then they're not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can see them. They just can't see them in their... Uh, their uh, full glory. There you go. See? You can still see them. They'll be there. Right. So you be there too. In Dallas. Texas. In her sleep, Beverly, a terrifying presence who wants her soul. And will kill anyone who stands in his way. We'll be together. Always. Now, will his seductive power take possession of Dr. Crusher? I'm leaving Starfleet. Or can she escape his deadly clutches? Come on, Beverly, we've got to get out of here. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. I kind of think Turnabout Intruder would have 
made quite a run on this on this bracket too. Hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised that one didn't make it. It's because you fools didn't put it on. Yeah. Well, 32 is hard, especially when one of those series was Enterprise. A 32. Ouch. Forget Enterprise. Next gener- I mean, two seasons of Next Generation could have been on this list. <laughs> well, except for The Measure of a Man. The Measure of a Man is the shining spot. I, I like Farpoint. I, I like a couple episodes at, at the end of the season one. But, uh, yeah, shit, man. We could have just done worst Next Gen episode and found 32. Th- <laughs> There's a proposal for a future geek fight if you can't think of anything. Worst of the first two seasons of TNG. We can follow it up with worst of the last two seasons of TNG. And then best of seasons three through five. That would almost have to be worst uh, phase two episodes. Yeah. You know, a lot of those Wikipedias will say, like, hey, this was originally a phase two script. You know, I, I can remember if that uh, – uh, what the hell was that episode? God damn it. I can't remember. Uh, Code of Honor. I, I, Code of Honor almost seemed like a phase two, you know, because you yeah, were so like. I, I'm starting to suspect that's that's a bit of a line of bullshit. That it's like, oh shit, we wrote a real pile of crap. Oh, well, it's a you know holdover phase two script. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just like an excuse. It's almost you know, like threshold was a phase two script. A wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> sitting around for actually it was the, the third movie script. What? Well, yeah, yeah. If the J.J. Uh, Abrams Abrams Star Trek Two is a bomb, it it will, yeah, it will also be a Phase Two script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, the Star Trek Phase Two—that's what got all my children canceled. So, <laughs> oh man, are we I just gonna blame everything on? Uh, um, Star Trek Phase Two uh, made an earthquake in Japan. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm-